Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, according to us. We're simply the best. Dun, dun, dun. Better, Better than all the rest. rest. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Sob Pod. We are simply the best. It's true. And today we Think have. We're sort of the best. Sort of the best. No, we are the best. <laughs> the I best. like the sort of the best, especially because, you know, you have another podcast on here. Fine. I was just <laughs> leading up to saying who's talking before they've been introduced. I what was the hell? just gonna say we have the best of the best with us, the boobs of the boobs with us. Am I allowed to introduce you now, Meg? I don't know. It's your show. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> then I'm gonna hold off. Lauren, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm so good. Do you want to just like talk about whatever, and then yeah, it could come in later. That's what this show is anyway, right? For we don't sure. Talk about specifics. It's just shooting the shit. <laughs> it is. It doesn't matter if they talk anyway, because we can be like, "Hey, Hannah, you know those tracks that have the voices that are not <laughs> just delete." Just accidentally do a whole podcast of just your guys's reactions. We should just delete them anyway because all of Carla's sorts I hear are guesses, so I'm not sure that they count. (laughs) There's no passion behind them. She's got no attachment to any of them. All passion. I'm passionate about not wanting to be wrong. (laughs) That's fair. There are no Hufflepuffs in this club tonight. Just so that you all, I don't know if everybody's listened to uh, our past episodes or episode. Do we only have one? We only have one. Sad. Our past episode with Carla and Meg, but uh, we got two Gryffindors, a Ravenclaw, and a Slytherin. So we're not tempered in the slightest. <laughs> we are off the rails tonight. <laughs> we're gonna have Meg, some, are, you, like, are you done with the Marriage to thing? genocidal maniacs and that sort of thing. True. Well, you know, it, there gets a point with the Hufflepuff thing where it's fun to give... Lauren a hard time and call myself a Hufflepuff but then I get to the point where I feel like she's actually gonna come find me and kill me mm. and I have and you're to also stop. like this is so disgusting and wrong that I just don't want to live <laughs> oh, this life anymore no, it's, it's still really fun but I at this point is we've been in a panini for so long I would welcome you coming and just killing me because then I could get to see you <laughs> like oh Lord, morbidly so adorable wow, and then, right? and then you just like, strangle um, me Mike's putting on a show but like privately she's help. been like I keep saying I'm a Hufflepuff so much that I actually start thinking that I am and it's not right so I need to <laughs> oh, do you want to hear the sickest thing ever sometimes I question myself too I really do because <laughs> I have look this how, thing where I'm like wow that's really not a surprise because you thought you were a Ravenclaw look how yeah, but that was based in nothing is. except wanting my name to fit the pun and wanting to like books <laughs> before I understood anything so you know wanting to like books you yeah. didn't like no books? I, I guess I did like books I don't anymore sadly I just read fanfic <laughs> oh same They're what books? has happened I mean, unpublished books They're sure. correct yes it's valid yeah. speaking of unpublished books um, just put, putting out there that Lauren's fic probably all of them should be published <laughs> at some point because I want a physical no. copy in my hand I'm, I'm just <laughs> putting that yeah, out there same. it's cute and true I'd buy that 
I want to hold it. Lauren, you want a dollar? I mean, I'll sell it to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's online for free, but you can give me money. (laughs) Basically, you know, this is this is Lauren's GoFundMe. Yeah, it's my Ko-Fi or whatever. Yeah, I don't have one of those, but Patreon. You know. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> Buy me a coffee, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, this is the Shits Creek episode, which we are doing on behalf of Haley, who uh, we did trivia on It's a Fandom Thing pod in God knows when. I don't know. It, it was a while ago. It feels like two years ago, but it was yeah. probably like three months. But <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't that ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, was it? I don't know. Haley uh, answered the question, I'm pretty sure, about Bella's skirt. So uh, she... Bella Swan's khaki skirt. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Haley. Loca. Yeah. Anyway, so she got to choose. Um, she's the first person ever to dictate what we sort as much as we keep promising that people will be allowed to do that and then just not doing it. Uh, Haley told us to do Shit's Creek, which we were going to do anyway. Ha <laughs> ha. So she put it in writing. She put it in writing. It felt yeah. like we were legally yeah. obligated. To yeah. Yeah. Before the end of the year. So it's happening now. Um, speaking of people who like this podcast. We are so excited because we had, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can leave us audio messages on Anchor, um, which I like vaguely knew, but like never paid attention to. But uh, last Friday, I was like sitting at a friend's house, like chilling, watching TV. And Anchor was like, you got an audio message. And I was like, what? And then I was fully prepared for somebody to be like doing something inappropriate or like Mm -hmm. swearing. Mm -hmm. But no. Yeah, Meg, you do it one day. But um, (laughs) but. No, we got a new um, listener. Her name is Barb. She's awesome. She found us through Supernatural. So it's not all in vain. People are finding us through Supernatural that <laughs> we have not spoken about. <laughs> well, we speak about it every time. But, you know. True. Um, not in depth. But um, so Barb asked us, I guess uh, Hannah can plug it in right here with her special audio uh, skills. You can listen to what Barb said. Hey, ladies. I just discovered you um, from my friend who loves Supernatural and I- and then I listened to your community episode. And I would really love for you to do the uh, characters of Good Place. Because let's face it, we don't know where any of them really belong. So please consider doing them. It might take you two or three episodes, especially if you get into some of the demons. But I think it would be a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, so Barb wants us to sort the good place, which we are definitely going to do. She kind of makes a point that it is uh, a little hard to know where everybody is. But Barb, I will just let you know, I'm the biggest Kristen Bell fan in the world. And I've been watching the good place from the beginning. And I personally know where I'm putting Eleanor and Chidi and Tahani and Jason. Oh, no, Jason. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. (laughs) Portals. Portals. Anyway, um, yes, yes. I know where I'm putting them. Um, Meg made a face like she wants to be on that episode. So if you enjoy Meg and Carla, let us know and maybe we'll like let them on. <laughs> this is your test, I mean, guys. If, if, yeah, you, if you, you like, don't. Uh, yeah, this is your addition. If Barb's like, I didn't like those two like shrill voiced women. We're going to be like, oh, okay. Like, if, you, if you don't enjoy us, don't say anything. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Silence. If you do enjoy us, don't say anything. Just let, just don't say anything one way or the other. No, heap praise upon us. We no, like No, but that. see, then a way if no one says anything at all, we can be like, see, everyone loved us because we told them not to say anything. Please don't ruin Meg's life, Barb, because she's been begging to come back on our show. So. I'm a thirsty bitch. <laughs> Well, anyway, that was, speaking that was of thirsty bitches, these are the boobs from Bed, Wed, Behead Pod. 
Hello, Meg. Wait, we Hello, not say Carla. That? I don't think Hello. we did. Did you just call Hi. them boobs? Yeah, that's, that's kind of how, how we you, can refer Josh? to us now. No, what, who was uh, their little sister, Megan? Megan. Oh. She called them boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> you boobs. <laughs> They're the boobs. We're the they, boobs. They called themselves we, that. I'm allowed. We are the boobs. That's We sign out. I'm saying, but you didn't elaborate. Like, where are they from? You were just like, these two boobs are. You are going to have to need to go <laughs> hit the rewind button and re-listen because I said the okay. name of the podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, you just did. Hannah's so excited about Lauren, this. <laughs> Lauren, don't start this early. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the boobs really, really love Shit's Creek. Right, guys? Like, so much. Yes. Like, like a lot. Like, a lot. We love it. Shows. Like we love it. Like Moira loves Johnny. Like Moira loves wigs. using ridiculous wigs, accents wigs. and superfluous. Moira, Moira loves wigs. Like Moira loves the thesaurus. But not the babies. But not the, the babies. babies. <laughs> I need to get some wigs like Moira. I feel like that's <laughs> it's a good goal in life is to just routinely pop those on and off. I do not maintain my own hair. Me neither. I could not imagine having like 30 different wigs to try. But Meg, that's why. That's why. Pop this in a low pony, pop it on. New person. (laughs) But then you have to maintain the wig and I'm not trained for that. throw them out when you're done and, you know, can't no ones. (laughs) You cannot throw out Cassandra. Shave an animal and just (laughs) Miranda can't take the smoke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well we also very much like Shit's Creek so Haley thank you for the recommendation we are finally making good on our promise but also Meg and Carla have asked for Shit's Creek before too yeah, I do well, I do seem true. to recall if I can make Haley feel as crazy listening to me talk about Shit's Creek as I got listening to you guys talk about Outlander um, then I feel like I will <laughs> have done my job Haley never agrees with me already. We're an incestuous show. Everybody's just connected to us. She was on Outlander, and I remember listening Mm -hmm. to it, and I think I had to stop because I was like, they're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong, Meg. I don't even want to hear. I've never seen the fucking show, and I don't want to hear about Jamie as a Hufflepuff. You didn't give me anything. I I recorded a whole podcast about it. I did. I got like, I stopped. I stopped listening. It was driving. It was making me insane. And I was like, when can I get on there and refute and say, give Jamie off a book? There's rights. no refuting. It's set in stone. It's done. Isis knows that too. She was like, well, like, your sorting isn't awful. And we were like, good enough. And now it's like, Law. you know, yeah, it, is, it is set in stone. You know, Hannibal's Perfect. a Hufflepuff and Will's a Ravenclaw. And like, we respect I don't Isis, even want to hear. That is the canon. I don't even want to hear <laughs> that Will is anything but a Ravenclaw in my life. I don't ever want to hear it. I can't handle it. Can't do it. Rachel does we've love her Ravenclaws. We well, we've talked about this before, too, where it's like we have no like personal investment in the character, but we get extremely invested in where they're sorted right. when we're like all, otherwise have no connection to them. Like I've talked about this with Steve Rogers, like otherwise don't care. But people are telling me he's anything but a Slytherin. And I'm like ready to, to throw down. Like, Same. Gonna- <laughs> I, I feel like that also. Definitely. With Steve Rogers? With any characters. I'm very passionate. <laughs> With all the characters. I'm very passionate about the, the houses they're sorted into. Are you really? So have you been studying? Mm-hmm. Have you been preparing for this episode? How have you guys been preparing? Uh, well, Carly just threw darts at a board. Nice. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Listen, I took a very scientific approach whereby I took 
a lot of, <laughs> of notes as I was rewatching the show. And I was also interspersing episodes with listening to episodes of sort of brilliant. And what I have Whoa. done is that I have created a mental matrix of all of your criteria <laughs> for each house. Mm -hmm. And then as I watched it, I was very sure about one character and completely unsure about all the rest. But that's okay. Because no, you were very sure like, about I'm not all done, of the characters. Meg. I am not done. <laughs> Excuse you. Excuse you. Honestly. And this then the I Carla applied moment. the matrix to all of the character traits that I saw and ultimately went to Meg asking for her help and guidance, which she gave to me and which I have now in the last 15 minutes before we started recording completely refuted. So wait, this this is interesting. Did you sort based on what you thought we would do? Or nope. did you sort based Listen, on our criteria? Not for nothing. Or did you sort based on your own you? you? Not for nothing, but I don't care what anybody else is going to do. I hold the okay. truth. I hold mm -hmm. the higher truth. Therefore, she came, she came to me this afternoon and was like, I know I'm going to give you my notes. <laughs> the, most and of them sent me her notes. Sent me her notes. And then I read them and I refuted them. And now the notes we have, she has a whole bunch of stuff crossed out literally because she got mad that I was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and changed her mind on at least two, if not three of the characters. On three of them. We, but I we went agreed back on and I one. We agreed back. on one. Yes. But I went back and I wow. changed my mind back on at least two of them. So we okay. shall see how Without this goes. Without letting Meg know. So, okay. No, no, no. Uh, it's on the notes. Yeah. So she knows. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think I think the super interesting thing about uh, sortology, copyright pen name, is that. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sorry, I need a moment to grab my napkin here. <laughs> wine on my boobies. Carla spit wine over herself. Um, it's it's you know it's moving, it's fluid. So like Rachel and I have it, but then we take in on everybody else, and you know like we make this show of being like we're always right, but you know we take it all in. We're not, well, I don't know. What a liar. Like, I listen. Yeah, <laughs> what a horrible liar. No, 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 I'm waiting no, for her to say JK, guys. No, here's <laughs> the thing. Because, you know, with Shit's Creek, I was like, I wa I rewatched the show last week. I rewatched it in like four days because I've only seen it through once. And I like, you know, I caught up with it during season five. So then I had to wait the year until Netflix got it on season six because I didn't feel like mm -hmm. hacking into Canada. Um, but uh, <laughs> hacking into Canada. <laughs> yeah. You know, they had it on like the whatever the channel, the pop CBC, whatever. Um, pop is free. No, the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation or whatever. Right. When they, but the you, pop you have to have the VPN, but you have to have the VPN mm -hmm. for Canada. You well, maybe do. you don't if you live North in lower Canada like you do, man. You're in fucking Wisconsin. You're in Canada anyway. I got, I got <laughs> the Pop app and I just watched it live on Pop. I couldn't do that. Six. That's a lie. I couldn't do it either. Well, anyway, maybe um, it's a user <laughs> problem. <laughs> anyway, anyway, rewatched the entire thing, too, and was legitimately like, I'm not feeling super strongly about any of this. <laughs> like, I really just, you know. So I did uh, I did what you do, and I uh, went on the internet to see what people thought, and then I got mad at people on the internet. That's how I sort sometimes when I'm, like, not totally sure about it. I go on the internet and read people's takes, and I go, you're stupid, and then <laughs> I make up my own. Fun story. I did my sorting, and then I went on the internet just because I'm not as – like, the characters I know really well, but the houses I'm not nearly as familiar with. But I went on there, and I saw what people were sorting, and I was like, okay, I feel better because these people are all wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so you may I, I align with mistake, Lauren. Wow, I made the mistake last time that that we were on here. 
of reading what um, what other people, how other people define houses. And then the two of you told us that that's completely wrong. So this time I completely disregarded any of that and only mm-hmm. went based off of your episodes. So I feel pretty strongly that Which I am... episodes did you listen to? Okay, so I listened to... to um, both community episodes. I re-listened to Superstore and Clueless, and um, and then I listened to one like your episode three about like Dash and Lily. That's what it is, which I've never seen, but I had reasons for listening to it. Yeah, huh? Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> well, and I, I think it's going to be you're really on the right track here, Carla. <laughs> for the next few weeks when Carla and I do our our podcast. We will be unable to help but talk about Hogwarts houses. <laughs> yeah. <Good. laughs> as you should. As, as always happens after one of you guys are on our show or we're on your show. Afterwards, we're just like, hmm. But what house would they be like? And it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, um, we already know what houses you're in. We've talked about it. That's our usual like go to with guests. Uh, we do talk. Um, let's we, we can talk a little bit like how'd you get into Shit's Creek? Okay. What's your relationship to Schitt's Creek? My relation started with um, just seeing a lot of people talking about it on Twitter. And uh-huh. then, you know, pandemic times. So you do what you do. You watch stuff that you wouldn't otherwise watch. And when I first started Oh, you show, didn't see it till the pandemic? No, exactly. Yeah. Because I, it, you know, I hadn't heard of it really very much. And then, um, yeah, that, that's how long it feels, Meg. Because Meg's looking at me quizzically. But no... I didn't start watching it until the pandemic um, because a friend of ours was tweeting a lot about it. So I, so I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I'll put it on in the background. And the first season was kind of draggy for me, but like late into the first season and then immediately after, like from the second on, I was so sucked in. And then Patrick comes on, comes on the scene and I'm like, that's it. My soul belongs to you now. See, this has me really reevaluating how I got into Shit's Creek because I'm pretty sure I I thought I'd got into it because you told me to watch it and I you thought did. it was some like Letterkenny shit. But I'm pretty sure I started watching it before oh, wait, no, the pandemic. Be, no, it was definitely before the pandemic. You know what? It, it was, was Criminal before Minds the pandemic that I was thinking of. No, you're right. You're right. No, but it was Twitter. Okay, 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 okay. You mixed okay. up Shit's Creek and Criminal Minds? Okay, listen. <laughs> I, at this point, I've had half a bottle of wine. So you're lucky that I'm sitting upright. You spit upright. up half of it down your shirt, so. Yes, well, you know. Um, as you do. As you do. But no, Meg's right. I had started long before the pandemic. But I, uh, it was through Twitter. Because friends of mine were like, oh, this show, this show looks so, this show is so great. And I was like, I don't know, people that I know, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I'll check this out for myself. So I did. And da-da-da, everything I said about the season yeah. one and season two and season three. Yeah. And then I, I was watched, like, Meg, you have to watch the show. You have to watch it. I, like, I don't know. I don't want to watch the show. And then I was like, I have to watch it. I watched, watched, I watched, I watched five, seasons five and six live. So it was before the, and I made my sister and my mom watch it for Friendly Night. Um, and that was before the pandemic. My mom and my sister and I get together and we do Friendly because we're friends and family. And it's Aww. us drinking wine and watching TV without our kids Ooh. or husbands. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. Okay, so. Carla, your favorite is Patrick from the show. No. no. Oh, who's your favorite character? David. Meg, who's your favorite? David. Okay. Lauren, who's your favorite? Alexis. 
I love Alexis. Yours is Moira. Love Rachel's her. is Moira for anybody who I wants to know. Her. Lucille Bluth character. I do have to say I love every single character in this show except, except for Roland. Roland. Roland shit. Roland, Roland is, is the worst. kind of fair. The only one who does not ever grow on I don't me. like Bob. And I love Bob because he's just... I love just, the way Bob runs. He's That's like, what you <laughs> You can't love Bob because of the way he runs. What about his character? And then after, after Gwen leaves him and he's just such a <laughs> sad, sad... A sobby mess. Yes. Oh my no, gosh. As much as I love David and he's the person that like I gravitate the most towards in my mind, most of what I have picked up as far as um, mannerisms and quotes are Alexis. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah, yeah, she's super funny for me. Yeah, <laughs> she's my number two. <laughs> yeah, and then it's David. She she had some amazing, amazing growth in the show. I think, I think I'm gonna make little bit Alexis my my ringtone after this. <laughs> I think I might just do that. Oh, it's so, so wait good. then, Rachel, that's who's my ringtone already one on the show. Moira. Moira, Moira, Moira. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's great. Oh my God, she's the, the way best. she talks is so iconic. I can't. I can't. She's amazing. Good. I could not actually spend any significant amount of time with her in real life, but I absolutely Why not? love her she so much. She is a hoot. <laughs> She's because a hoot. I can't be around people more dramatic than me. What? That's the best. <laughs> That's the best. I I constantly am looking for that in my life. Someone actually, you be know more what? dramatic. You're right. You're right. I like to really watch other right. people's drama. I don't want to be involved in it. I just want to watch it from and afar. And they can tell you all about it. And poke at it like just right. put like the little perfect sentence you can say to one person and have them go off on somebody. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's perfect. Mm. Love that. Love that it's journey for us. Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> Rachel, how'd you get into Shit's Creek? Netflix. The end. You can't pick things for yourself. Absolutely. It recommended it to me and I was like, that looks funny. And oh man, those two have the same eyebrows. I wonder if they're related. And then they were. <laughs> wow. So I came they for the eyebrows and I stayed for, for Twyla. That Twyla <laughs> Yeah. You mean other than the fact <laughs> that she looks exactly like her father? Did she not looks pick exactly up on it. Did like not her dad, <laughs> but the eyebrows are iconic and they look very, very good on Eugene and Daniel and Levy. Let's, look, yes. does I anyone else have like trouble, be... though, with Eugene Levy because you're like American Pie? Yes. No. no. Okay. No, you know yeah. why? Because this I saw him back when he, when he did... Um, he gave a handjob um, in a movie theater. <laughs> this, is the, this is the age gap. This is the age gap right here. Yeah. Splash. Age gap? Splash. Oh, okay. where, where well, I you don't picture splash. him giving a hand job. Hold on a, a second. Is Splash? Or Wait, what is Splash? Hold on. What is Splash? The Mermaid movie. <gasps> I mean, what? Oh, 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 oh. oh Sorry. my God. Okay. Tom okay. Hanks. Sorry, I'm watching Carol a show on Hulu gonna, right now. I'm with, about uh, to kick Selena you Gomez out of this group. They were talking about a thing. Don't worry about it. You think about Aquamarine? No, that's a great movie though. <laughs> we're never gonna get to. We're never gonna get to. No, we're so sorry. Sorry, H two team H two. Lauren, how did you get into Shit's Creek? Where we talk about everything but the subject at hand. <laughs> Can we start Aquamarine? <laughs> so good. Uh, our, our movie episodes did not do well. Y'all let us down. We wanted to have an easy time just sorting ninety minutes instead of watching these five yeah. long TV shows. And y'all won't give us the numbers. How dare so you, you not make Clueless anymore. do better? You how don't dare get you anymore? 
Oh you my god, I loved I loved your guys' Clueless shows. episode so me much too, and it I made do. me want to watch Clueless and made me want to read Emma and watch <gasps> and watch the BBC versions of Emma and it actually wow. made me re- again tell Carla that like it or not, we are gonna do a Jane Austen Heroes <laughs> episode of Bedwood Behead with Lauren. We I will. will give you. We will. I will give you the to things to it. watch. I'm not gonna. You don't have to read them. You will go off the BBC versions. Sure, that's what I do, Carla. I haven't read them. Okay, cool. I don't that know for me then. <laughs> you should though, because you loved them. You've seen Pride and Prejudice. But now I've Emma. seen it though. Like, yeah, and it's true <laughs> that the BBC version is basically the book. I'll read so. a Destiel version of them. <gasps> oh yeah, oh, God, that I will. Do. Pies and Prejudice. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. We're never gonna. Okay, never guys, hey, there. Lauren, Lauren, how'd you get Cass? into? Hey, Lauren, how'd you <laughs> oh, yeah, get into yeah, Shit's yeah, Creek? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you, uh, cut back to Rachel saying it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> Meg's not a host. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, uh, I actually don't remember. It wasn't Netflix. People were probably talking about it. I remember exactly when I watched it. It was when I moved out here. Um. Because I remember I didn't have furniture for like a week or two. Uh, my parents had to drive it from Chicago. And I remember laying on the floor of my bedroom with absolutely no furniture and just my laptop and just watching Shit's Creek. Um, but I think that was the last season. I think that was season six. So I had watched it all beforehand. I feel like I remember watching it in college, which is crazy. Um, so I don't know why. Uh, people were probably talking about it. It was uh, it was in the throes of, you know, like uh, – Destiel, the the you know like they had announced the show was ending so we were all like it's gonna happen <laughs> not really but then it did anyway not getting into but that not really um, <laughs> but you know there was a <laughs> canonical gay romance on the show um and yeah so you know that's how i got into it and it was like yeah it was like a show it was fine i liked it enough <laughs> to keep watching it it like it was because here's the it's not like i I love I love Shit's Creek. Like I I watched all six seasons, but it's not like not enough people aren't funny. happy for you to enjoy it. Well, yeah. you, well there's no okay. near enough. Yeah, no there's not enough yeah. angst. Yeah. There's yeah. no conflict, but also like it's not like it's not like Arrested Development. It's not like I'm like dying or whatever. Um, and I will say that the second time I rewatched it, I enjoyed it more because I didn't expect there to be any conflict. So I like wasn't waiting for it. I was just like, it's just always going to be like this. So like I laughed a little more, but <laughs> just always, they're always going to be happy. These fuckers. Yeah. <sighs> Damn them. I concur. <laughs> Where's wow. the pain? But I said it much nicer than Rachel Are we would have. on the wrong show, anyway. Meg? I feel yeah, like Okay, it. well, you're going to fight for it. And then we're going to fight over their houses. So. I'm super excited about this because I've been seeing a lot of uh, a, a lot of back and forth with Meg and Carla today about the sorting in their chats, and it's hilarious. So we don't know what they chose though. We, we just have saw, no like, idea. I'm so excited. Argument. No, we, we've yep. kept the suspense up. Carla mm-hmm. keeps scrolling through our shared document, and it's driving me crazy. We <laughs> I'm don't not have doing anything. Ten minutes before this podcast started, I texted Rachel and told her all my choices. Yeah, <laughs> and we had we had like two second conversations. We'll, we'll tell them, them. We'll tell them when we get to each character. Who who should we start with? Guests, you can decide. Let's, oh, let's start nice with let's start, let's start with, with Alexis. Carla. Let's start oh, with Alexis, Alexis. Yes. with Carla because okay. that's the one where we where Meg and I absolutely concurred. Okay, so okay. Um, Alexis is a Slytherin. It seems to me pretty clear um there, there there's just like to me there's so much so much evidence for it she's 
she has like all of that unearned confidence. Like she she just walks into a room and she takes charge. And the fuck do you mean unearned? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> she's right. No, whether or not she's qualified to be the one speaking, she's the one speaking. And she takes over a room quickly because she is certain that she's the only person who can um who can lead whatever it is going on. Um she likes to argue just for the hell of it. Like she'll take any anything it Okay, no. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit and say first that she likes to play devil's advocate and she does it mostly with david mostly to rile him up because it's easy for her because she's you know the brother and sister so she knows all his buttons but she'll also do it with pretty much anybody and it's in part because she she's really good at as, as much as she's very self-involved she's also very good at figuring people out and figuring out what makes them tick what makes them think the way that they think. And she um, uses that for her own purposes. Which well, you is, don't get yourself out of hostage situations by not being smart right. and manipulative. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> but it, I, I know it sounds like, like I'm um, putting her down, but it's... Um, no, that one, that time, Meg, I did scroll up and down. Sorry. Um, uh, but she, she does have all of these skills at her disposal and she's honed them by ending up in really, really tricky situations. She's uh, been um, a hostage on a pirate ship. She's been held by a, uh, what was by a Saudi prince. Yes. Yes. She's had to play Russian roulette to, to um, save a friend who was abducted. Like all of these, you know, wild situations that she seems to end up in. And she talks her way out of them. Um, she talked her way out of, uh, what was it? She she got a speeding ticket uh, while driving. Oh no, she was driving a um uh, in a burka, and mm-hmm. whatever. So she she just she's she has a wealth of life experience, but also not in certain ways. Like there's no reason she should have been successful as a as Ted's assistant at the vet clinic. She um she talked herself into the position. She talked herself away from the position she talked herself in and out of like a lot of different things that she had no no real business um qualifying for um and hang on she she needs to be in control of of some things but only the things that really matter to her like some things if it doesn't suit her purpose she doesn't really care about but um, the, for me, the, the most glaring thing is that she always has to have a purpose. She always has to have a goal. And, you know, this comes up again and again when she starts. The reason that, that she starts school is because she comes to find out, okay, well, her diploma, her college diploma isn't valid. So she goes back with the goal of going back to school. Um, she goes to college because she's now driven to pursue a career. She sets up her business because she finds something that she's good at and she like wants to go and dive deeply into that. Um, and then most importantly, she ends up leaving, not leaving, but she ends up breaking up with Ted because their goals just no longer line up in the big picture. Um, and as much as that was very hard for her and as much as she was heartbroken by that, she knew that in the long run, she wanted to be 
a publicist and she had this budding career and she was so good at it. Um, and she doesn't begrudge Ted his following his dream, but she's not going to um, sway from her path to follow him, which was partly growth because when she was younger, she would have. But it's also partly, I think, that she's embraced who she is now and has really come to flourish as her own person. And you know, that's that's the thing that I love most about her is that she's she's very true to herself. She feels very confident in who she is. And she knows her strengths. And she becomes even stronger in them, which is just like, I think, so flippin' admirable. I just, I, I think she's one of the, the she definitely had the, the biggest growth arc in the show. And she's, she's just fascinating. And I, I absolutely love her and her Alexis hands. <laughs> We're all doing it right now. And I love that about us. I love this journey for us, you guys. Ew, David. <laughs> Ew, David. It's my turn to take a Meg. selfish. Um, so, yeah, Carla said uh, a lot of it. I think what I... what She stole me, all your stuff from the document? <laughs> <laughs> no, she wrote most of the stuff on the document. I, I mostly wrote down the letters of who I thought, and then I was just going to wing it after other people started talking, because that's who I am. Meg's um, like, oh, my God, I had the same thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Uh, but what, one of the things that kind of made me feel like um, Alexis was a slither, and it's going to come across as, like, bad, but I don't mean it in a bad way, but she very much... Um, puts herself first. She puts her needs and desires generally ahead of other people's when we talk about her and Ted. And it's not a bad thing. I think it broke my heart that Alexis and Ted broke up and how they, that ended and everything like that. So but I dumb. thought it was beautiful though. And, and completely right because there was no way Alexis was going to go to the Galapagos Islands. But there's there, no that reason was just for never them to be like, happen. let's revisit this in a couple of years. Like they were like, they we're dead forever. They did. In my Ted mind, Cannon, they did. They're already, mind, they're married. In a few years, um, Ted was giving With a, no a lecture in New York on yes. his discoveries. And then he ran into Alexis in a coffee shop. And then they ran off and got married. That's that's my headcanon. But, yeah. But she generally does tend to put herself first and not in, like, a being a selfish kind of way, necessarily. Even though it is her turn to take a selfish. Um, but in a way that she knows her own value. <laughs> she knows it is her turn to take a selfish. <laughs> she will not lay close. She held that for years, too. She did. She was, oh, my gosh, she did. <laughs> <laughs> but she is not the... If your tire if your tire blows on the highway, she is not the person that you would call. Because, I mean, no. if, it, if it works for her, then, yes, she oh will God, come I and help you. one text, David. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that David even texted her at all right. is the most baffling thing to me in the entire world. Um, but she is very loyal to the people that she loves and she expects that loyalty in return. Um, but she's just, she's very cunning. She's very manipulative. She can't, you cannot get into and out of the situations that Alexis gets into and out of, um, without being really, really sneaky smart Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And she comes across like surface level. You would think she's kind of an idiot in a lot of ways because she does very much have like the hands and the she the valley girl flaky speak and yeah and very and very shallow but she's not she's much deeper than that and she's she's much smarter than i think she really lets anybody get involved in but it's not necessarily book smarts it's life smarts well that's what she, that's what makes her such a good publicist too yeah 
And so she can figure yeah. out like what's what's ticking in the and world. And she can she can figure shit out and on like the drop of a dime. Yes. She can make painted seagulls look like a great PR. <laughs> <laughs> a great PR moment. <laughs> Instead of a colossal mess. Yeah, but she can yeah. turn any situation around to um to her benefit. Like so the episode where they all go well, they all. Um Stevie, David, Patrick, and Alexis go to visit the the venue that David wants for the wedding. And at the end, you know, oh my god, he's such a bitchy big... bride. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She does the same thing uh for the dress barn. Oh, She's yeah. like really the one oh, who yeah. like, negotiates that shit. Yeah. Yes, because she's amazing at it. But yeah, she's just spewing shit. She's like, you know, like the venue and the food and the catering, and David's like, catering and food are same. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but she says it with such confidence that it's hard yeah. not to to believe that she knows what she's talking about because she just sounds really, really confident in what she's saying. But what I was going to say is that when she is when they're talking about the date for the wedding and how you know if if they book it in a month, they'll get this huge discount, and Alexis gets all mad because. She won't be there in a month. She's supposed to be in the Galapagos with um, with Ted. And then it turns out that, oops, she made a booking error and her flight doesn't leave for another month. <laughs> and then she presents it to David as like his wedding present. I'm going to push my flight back just to be here with you <laughs> so you can have the wedding of your dreams. And Stevie's just in the background like, you're so oh my god you're the worst you're the worst thank god she did that though because then you hear the pigs getting slaughtered (laughs) (laughs) which was unexpected fun i did not expect to be just completely (laughs) thrilled by that moment but i was um but yeah so she she actually says um and i have to look at my notes she actually says maybe i'll just push my trip back by a month and that's when, when you know, like David knowing her so well, it's like you mixed up the dates again, didn't you? <laughs> so it, you know, she she takes this thing that's a mistake on her part. She turns it around to make it look like an altruistic thing. But that's that's her completely in a nutshell. She she can twist any situation. <laughs> Meg's ma- making fun of me because I'm making Alexis hands right now, um, <laughs> which is funny because I do this all the time. How are you not tired of this? Um, but she takes any situation and can turn it around in her favor. And you know what? She doesn't always use it for evil. She generally... I don't think she on, hardly ever uses no, no, no. it for but evil. But I was saying, like, in the very beginning of the show, like the first season when she's less bearable, she does tend to use things in her favor a <laughs> she lot more. She's never not bearable. When, <laughs> when she tries to convince them that this town is actually pretty cute. And right, then so maybe be great for everyone to stay because Savros is I love her so much, though. Okay. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we agree. Yeah, <laughs> we totally agree. We got one right. Woo! That is the last time that we that you will hear the sigh of relief of us being right. Alexis, this is Lavinia. You guys, there were a couple. Of- you guys were hitting every point. The two, the, the well, yeah, no, the two them, main yeah. points for me that for two things that you guys said. So when Meg said the self-centered thing, for sure, it's not malicious at all. N- who nobody like I really genuinely feel like no other house would show up in a white dress and not realize <laughs> what they were doing. Do you it know what a, I mean? It had a headdress, and, and it was like it's not no, malicious. And she worried about it. And she's right. like, the more I think about it, it kind of is like a wedding dress, and I ruined your whole day. Right? <laughs> yeah, and she felt bad. So it's 
Okay, so it's that. And then it's also the just being inexplicably good at things that she has no business being good at, but just making it work. She comes in, bullshits everybody. And it's it's always worked for her. Why wouldn't it continue to work? Very, mm-hmm. very Slytherin. And I, I've seen this in other Slytherins too, like in um, like in Jonah, in just, just in general, in other episodes we've done where like they're in a job that maybe is not their end goal or their ultimate goal, but they're excelling at it. She yeah. has Selling the confidence it. of a mediocre white man and it just is beautiful. <laughs> Super yeah. true. Well, it's, it's like Cher. Like she got yeah. C's and D's in yeah. school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a yeah. straight A student. Like, you know, <laughs> she's like, and we talked about Cher too. Like I could imagine Alexis making that Haitian. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, absolutely. The Haitians. But it's like, yeah, but but it, like I said this in the Clueless episode, Cher was really smart. Like she was saying exactly, yeah, yeah everybody else. I don't know. I had a couple more things. When I was talking to Rachel earlier, I had forgot to mention all of like her exploits as a child, although that was one of my big points that, yeah, like, how do you get out of that unless you're like willing to adapt and go with the flow and figure it out or whatever? Um, And I was remembering actually the driver's license episode when she's like poking at David because he has to get his driver's license again. But she's like, I have it in 12 different countries. And she's just (laughs) like, I just had to do it. So I do. And that's also the episode where David is like, everything comes so easily to you. Like, you don't have to do any work. And she's like, that's not true at all. Like, I do a lot of work. Like, Mm -hmm. I got 12 driver's licenses. And, you know, like, so that's very Slytherin. Um, I felt so that I was actually like considering because, you know, people on the internet said she was a Gryffindor. And I was like, no. But then I was thinking about it because she kind of uses, uh, like, men as a validation. And I was like, oh, maybe. But then I was like, no. Because I think she's, like, looking for her person. Like, I think she's looking for somebody. Because when she was, like, little rich girl, it was very shallow. She was with, like, Savros. And all of her relationships were, like, very quick or, like, very, like, a Saudi prince and like she was just doing it to do it or whatever. Um, but then like when she got to Schitt's Creek, it was kind of like Mutt and Ted were kind of like a little more, I don't know, like serious. Like she was actually looking for somebody. And when she broke up with Ted um, that last time and she went out with the, the old, yeah, Artie, <laughs> she went out with Artie and she's like, I can't even get a gross old man to like me. <laughs> and, and like, it really just felt like she, she like, she's like genuinely looking for someone, which is why the ending was also so very Slytherin because like, yes, Slytherins have people, but they're all also like always about themselves first. And she was like, you know, I'm going to do me and work on me and the person will come to me. And then she did. She does have her family, and she has David, who is very much somebody that she she enjoys. Um, and then, yeah, the she out of all of them is the fastest one to adapt to the town. Like she yes. immediately gets a job at the vet clinic. Um, that's another thing I said to Rachel. Uh, she made Ted give it to her legitimately. So she's like, I want to earn it like everybody else. And like she's the interview with him. And Ted's like, do you know how to work spreadsheets? And she's like, okay, that's enough. We know I got the job legitimately. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, but, but then, yeah, she gets it's, – it's not that her uh, high school diploma like wasn't correct. She skipped out on the last uh, – her, on her second semester. So she had to finish up the semester. So she was like, oh, I need high school to go to college and I want to go to college. Um, and, then, and then also it was like, um, her parents were like, we went to your high school graduation. Like, you were right. there. You, and she's like, no, I wasn't like, she doesn't even care. She's like, I wasn't there. Like, she's like, no. Um, and then, yeah, when she graduates her four months at community college, she's just like, 
I have a business now. In cubic <laughs> right. service. She gets clients. <laughs> like, she's like, now I'm a business and I'm going to be her your publicist. Cubic, cubic relations. Yes, her pubic yes, relations. Yes, yeah. No, but I, she like immediately is just like, now I have a business yeah. and she gets clients. And it's like, okay, girl. Um, when her when they were trying to get her to join Cabaret, she literally did not give a shit. She was like, right. you think that somebody would like that would like throw a fit? And then they're like, oh, no, you're going to be dancer. She's like, okay, whatever. Like, she's like, I don't care, guys. She's going to be the best goddamn dancer that they have. Yeah, had. exactly. She's going to do the best that, that she can at like whatever. Um, she's like extremely honest um, and she never gets like. And I think because she's so honest, like she doesn't get punished for it. Like, um, I know we talk a lot about Slytherins like having to be what they what they think others want them to be. But I think Alexis is one of the ones who's just so unapologetically herself that everybody Mm -hmm. else just like accepts it. Like um, she's like, Ted, animals are gross. I hate them. And Ted's like, oh my God, as a vet, like all over her. She's like, Ted, I'm not into this. Like the dogs are watching us have sex. But she's like very honest. Or like um, when I I felt the way that she handled the engagement with Ted was very Slytherin. Because she, first of all, like, accepted because she was like, well, I, like, somebody loves me and I, like, should do something with that. I should accept it. It would be mean. And then she's coming to the realization that she can't do this because it wouldn't be great for either one of them. And then she's having that conversation with Mutt where she's like, I'll just text him. (laughs) She's like, fine, maybe I'll tell him in person. But she, like, does it. She goes and tells him in person. And, like, that's the other thing about Alexis. She always does the right thing. That's, like, the last thing I had was... Well, as um, Twilight says, eventually. Well, I was going to say, she 1,000% uses Twyla as her moral compass. She yes. shows up at the diner and is like, Twy, I don't know what to do. Like, um, I'm having this issue. And, like, she doesn't actually take Twyla's advice. She takes her own advice. But she uses Twyla to, like, Bounce throw it, it all at and then be like, okay, so this is the right thing to do. And then she leaves and does it. So... <laughs> <laughs> or she takes what Twyla says and like spins it into the Alexis <laughs> right. way or whatever. But yes, very Slytherin. Extremely Slytherin. It's so smart of her though to to know that she needs to have somebody like that to bounce things off of instead yes. of just kind of trying to formulate it in her mind. Yes. She knows, okay, I have because... this resource and I can mm-hmm. I can lean on this. And it's not like, like yes. a, in, in a bad way. It's like she has somebody that she can go to and talk to openly who will tell her... You know, yes. even as, as Twilight does things roundabout, but she still will lead her the right way. All Slytherins have issues with moral compasses. Um, it's the good ones who know that they need to go talk to somebody and like talk it out. <laughs> the bad ones don't care. They're like, whatever. That's I, Oh, that's another thing. I, sorry, Meg. That's another okay. thing I wanted to say about Alexis, too. Um, she like knows that David is Moira's favorite and she's totally accepted it. Like, she's not jealous. She's not, she's just like, uh, like, your mom's favorite. And David's like, what are you talking about? And uh, Alexis is like, "Um, yeah, mom. Like, and there's that whole thing when they try to force lunch and Alexis is like not into it. She's like, I do not care that I'm not your favorite. Like, we can continue living life. And I like, I think (laughs) it has to do with her understanding Moira because of what Moira is. But, (laughs) But yeah. Go ahead, Meg. Sorry. No, I just I just wanted to point out. I think it's really, really interesting and weird that people think Alexis has gets so much validation from the men in her life. When I really feel like one of my favorite things about her is that she does not need a man to validate her in any way, shape or form. She likes attention from men. She likes what she can get from men. But I don't think she ever puts her own valuation and her own self-worth in men like she likes men because they make her feel good. Mm hmm. 
Um, but she knows who she is and she knows her own worth outside of a man. And I think that was something that was that becomes apparent throughout the show. Like maybe in the beginning, she was much more attached to what like Stavros um, her validation through him. But I don't think that was even so much about him as it was about her previous status as a socialite. And well, it's that and, and also his ability, man. his his um, theoretical ability to get her out of the town. Yeah. And take her back to her privileged life. Like it really had nothing to do with Stavros himself. Like I'm, I'm sure she would mm-hmm. probably dumped him if somebody better came along. And with Mud Maybe. and Ted, it was more that you know at that point it wasn't about carving out a future, and it wasn't about you know the, the person who was right for her. It was just I want Mud. Mud's hotter. Mm. This is the kind of person I want to be with. I'm going to go after Mud. Then he shaves his beard. <laughs> well, <laughs> the magic no. is <laughs> Like maybe maybe validation is the wrong word, but Alexis definitely was like, I need a boyfriend. Like she was obviously looking for a, a boy. I feel friend. like it was I more I need a distraction from what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I don't know, that- because she was actively like she low-key used Ted to make Mutt jealous. That's another thing about Alexis too. Like that's gross and manipulative, but it wasn't at all with her. Like she genuinely right. liked Ted and like didn't use him and broke up with Ted before she did anything with Mutt. Um, mm. but, and manipulated yeah, I, Twyla into breaking up with Mutt. I'm glad that Meg, too. the other Gryffindor, yeah. mentioned this whole, the whole validation comment because I always go to bad for the Ravenclaws and then Lauren calls me out. I'm going to go to bad for the Gryffindors. I want to know the meaning behind your statement about Gryffindors seeking validation from men. That's Ooh. all I've been sitting it's here waiting just, for. What the General hell? validation <laughs> from anybody. Oh, but you said I mean, from men? No, she's not Yeah, wrong. because that would she's be Alexis specifically as a Gryffindor. But, <laughs> gen- but I don't think she's seeking validation from men, so I think maybe that's where the discrepancy is. Well, she's here. not a Gryffindor, so. But if she, wa- if she were, if she were in general, I, I don't find Gryffindors to be consistently seeking validation from it. Maybe validation from no, people they, they give a shit about. From Rachel, that is a great about valid them. argument, Rachel. You seek validation from other people by your own in in general to make myself feel good about myself though because yes. I care about that that's in a what sense. That's literally what the whole that's literally point. what validation, that's validation is. Sure, but I don't I don't actually like. Eh, it's not really seeking it from romantic partners because I want to be a better romantic. Oh, partner. No, no, it's talking about like. Alexis specifically. Right. If Alexis was a Gryffindor, yeah, that I know is what it would be. Okay, so I don't know. Right, what but I don't see her as seeking that in general. So because she's not a Gryffindor, not so a Gryffindor. this is a null conversation. I just I it's wanted not to me. point out. <laughs> I wanted to point out. I thought that was a very weird thing as an argument for her being a Gryffindor because I don't see her, see her that was my, seeking out that's validation. My point. That's and Gryffindors, we do we do seek out validation from people. I, I think all it's the just time. a from men comment that pissed me off because I was like, I don't seek yeah. validation from men for a fucking second. I don't care about them at all. That would just be kidding. Alexis specifically. Do you, do you not understand not that we're really talking about, about females? I picked something up from what she said. I got Rachel triggered about it and I brought it up. I don't know what the problem is. I'm allowed. She's been sitting here waiting to say that. She's like, what did you yeah. guys say the last half hour? I lost five minutes of my audio. I have yep. not <laughs> do you have anything to say about Alexis Rachel I said what I had to say about it. she's an you said, obvious yeah, Slytherin right. she's a Slytherin she's a really <laughs> obvious Slytherin yeah and she's like and that's what I have to say <laughs> the end I was right thanks for the validation <laughs> yeah uh huh only because none of us are men that's what Rachel exactly. Validation. exactly you get me mm-hmm. 
see you. I see you. <laughs> I feel like the embodiment of love that journey for me is Slytherin. I mm-hmm. feel like that's all we really had to do. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that journey for me. <laughs> well, and she, and oh my God, I do also love that she got uh, Heather to get signed an exclusivity deal with David for her cheeses. Even in, yeah. she's in the middle of like this emotional turmoil. Yeah. But she's still yep. like, nope, gotta get that payday. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Or like, um, or, uh, like Twilight turns out to be a 93 millionaire, 93 whatever, how much money she has. Multi-millionaire. And she gives, multi-millionaire. And she gives Alexis money at the end because like Alexis has been nice to her or whatever. And Alexis, you know, is like, I want to do it on my own, which is very Slytherin. I also get the feeling there was some background, like, I have manipulated Twyla a lot. Right. <laughs> and then I just want to like, 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 I this money out the of her. Jewelry. Yeah, the swaps oh and the lock in. And the, I don't think you should write a song for my, I just don't think that would be a good journey for you. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like there was some background, like, I will absolutely feel like I've manipulated this money out of Twyla. <laughs> and yeah. I don't want to do that. So, no thanks. That's a very fair assessment. Yes. Anyway, Rachel, you pick the next one. Oh my God, David. That's what we should do <laughs> David. for sure. David. David. Oh okay. boy, is this one of the ones that you guys thought about? It's the other three you said, right? Yeah, it's basically everybody still Alexis. Alexis. Got Alexis it. was the one lock. Okay. Okay, let's hear it. All right. So we went back and forth. Or rather, I went back and forth because I was going to say I like how you're like we. <laughs> no, there's no like, we this here. Is who I think he is. There, there, there's no French like, theater no, here. No, Meg <laughs> has decided to go one way. I decided to go another. I believe that David is a Ravenclaw, and that's because. Um, okay, first of all, it's just because you want him. Shut up! It is, but it's not the point. <laughs> she, wants, she wants him in her house. Is what's happening. That's not the point because I've waffled between like she literally told me I want him. in Yes, my house. that's I. I know wow. what I said. I'm admitting to it, Meg. <laughs> These are facts. Good for you. You got a fact right. Okay. Anyway. Oh, wow. Oh. Speaking of Ravenclaw, nonsense. Um, okay. Well, you're in even more trouble because if if your listeners don't know, I'm not only a Ravenclaw. I'm also a Virgo. So it's it's like doubling down on every irritating quality of any Ravenclaw you can find. It's also backed up wants to know by why yell at my astrological sign. No, don't yell at me. Don't waste your breath because I don't. I don't really care what you have to say. Um, <laughs> this is a great advertisement for listening to you guys talk. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to listen to, actually. So continue. I love it. Her to go with what I'm saying. So yes. I'm the Ravenclaw whisperer. She is the Ravenclaw whisperer. However, okay, because we were going back and forth a lot, and the reason that I'm going to say that he's a Ravenclaw is that he does have certain routines and systems that he has to to follow to make himself feel like all is right in the world and for example you know his his nine step skin skincare routine the way that he has to have certain things and he's kind of he's not kind of he's pretty intransigent about them the whole thing in the episode where um he finally declares that patrick is his boyfriend where um patrick and stevie are joking around about how he can't compromise and he tries so hard to pretend that he can, and he absolutely cannot. He's incapable of it. He wants, he he presents things as as objective fact. Okay, fact. The plungers look awful in the front of the store, which, by the way, I agree. Like, ew. Um, hmm. So they should go in the back. If people want them, they can come and ask me for them. That's a fact. 
the lip balms should go by the counter because they're best sellers. Fact, they're easy to buy and an impulse buy. Yes, of course, you put the lips, the lip balm in the front. What do you want, Meg? I just want to. So at the end of the episode, though, where are the plunders and the lip balm? Are they in the back or are they in the front because he compromised? Um, and th- do you ever see them? <laughs> I'm in just the saying. Front? I Meg, am just let me saying. ask you a question. Do you ever see them in the front? Do you that really pay forward. that close of attention? You I not do. Pay, you do not. You're yes, so full I do, of shit. Meg. How do you not? How do you know me for this long? And you Let's don't think that I paid attention team. to this? Look this up. <laughs> Continue talking, Carla. You don't see. No, this is you plungers. being stubborn. No, this is just objective fact, Meg. Objective fact. Objective I bet some weirdo on the internet fact. looked at where the plungers were every episode. After is that the long. important so part of that storyline? <laughs> the important part of that whole story is that at the end of it. They're in the front of the store because he compromised with Patrick. Because no, he because he let, no no no. It's not because he compromised. It's because sense. he wanted to pretend to compromise so that he wouldn't be called out mm-hmm. on not being compromising. Because if there's one thing that we Ravenclaws hate but more than did. anything else is having our hypocrisy pointed out to us. It's like, but he's oh, not a Ravenclaw. So okay, oh, listen to wow. me. Wow, listen to me. <laughs> Damn. He is. Damn. He is. Um, he is. There was something, oh my God, and I wish that I had written it down that you that you guys were saying about in the Dash and Lily episode that was like, ticking off all these boxes. And that's why I went back to David being in Ravenclaw from the guest that Meg and I had. Oh, I've just realized something that's unfortunate. Anyway, continue. Oh, no. Okay. But anyway, so so Meg and I had gone back and forth about this for a while. And the, the conclusion that we came to, I ended up coming back from it because after I listened to, to that episode... I was like, okay, well, no, this this still sounds like a lot like David to me. Like, David sounds more and more like a Ravenclaw to me. And he, he does do that thing where if there's a truth that is, that contradicts his truth, he will embrace it as if he had known that all along. He's like, yes, of course, this is it. This, that's what I meant. Clearly. Like, all those <laughs> things I said before, don't listen to that. You know, like, this is what I meant, of course. Um he, he's he's uh like i said the intransigence is is a big thing because he is stubborn like like no other um and he will i i think that part of the reason why his dynamic with patrick is so great is because patrick knows how to really talk to him and talk him down from stuff um and to kind of get around those very stubborn tendencies by he knows that the, the way to get Pat, uh, David to turn around or something is to make it seem like it was his idea all along. Like, yes, of course, David, this was, you know, um, uh, he, he turns up, whatever, Meg, Meg's shaking her head at me and it's very distracting and she has her hand <laughs> over her head in that very judgmental. Go, Meg? Yeah, Meg, go. No, because he's a, he's a Gryffindor. Like, he's, Talk about, we just had this whole conversation about validation in Gryffindors, and David absolutely needs validation from people around him. He is very brave. He's willing to have tough conversations and that don't go necessarily how he wants them to go. He's fiercely protective of the people that he loves and expects that loyalty in return. He's also very needy of the people he loves. And I just, 
I had a lot of other things, but you starting to talk about David as a Ravenclaw again just made my brain short circuit because no, David I don't see is, him as a Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw at all. David is a no, Ravenclaw because, who's because been through he, a lot. No, no, no. no he's no. a Ravenclaw who's been through no. a lot, so he has these insecurities. Not because but he the thing is, has, he has a very protective always, shell. He does. And he is a but he, posty marshmallow inside. But he also no, knows who he wrong. is. He knows who he is, Meg. He knows who he is. But you don't know who he is because you're wrong. Oh, my God. You know, You Meg. just want, you want David in your house. How can you say that, Meg? You're like doing the same thing with <laughs> No, but I'm right. There's David's my favorite, but the house that he's in has nothing to do with that. And you just want him to be yours you. as your favorite. <laughs> Watch, these two are gonna say that he's like a Hufflepuff or something. <laughs> they are gonna say that. The way he's a Rachel is hiding her he's face. He's not a Hufflepuff. David kind of is a Hufflepuff, and I will not budge. Yes. Absolutely no. will not budge. He's the first he one I had sorted. Immediately, he's not a Hufflepuff. Yeah, he, he yes, is, though. He is. He is, though. He is. 100%. He's yeah. it's, not, it's not about the hypocrisy being pointed out. He just doesn't like being seen as wrong. He doesn't like being perceived as someone who is wrong. It's embarrassing for him. I feel like that's still that, a Gryffindor trait. I feel like this. Honey, I love being wrong. You can call me wrong and stupid all you want. (laughs) It's fine. See, this is where I wonder that I'm actually a Gryffindor because I hate being called wrong. You're not a Hufflepuff. I get really embarrassed thinking that I'm wrong. I guess that's only if you care about that topic. No, always. David cares about the ever. Carla and I have a whole podcast where we don't like to be seen as wrong no matter how we feel about us. Did you not just see us arguing? Right about but houses that we don't, don't care, care about. about. Yeah, but but Meg, is it a perfectionist thing? <gasps> Who says? Meg, hold on a second. Is it a professional? <laughs> is it a professional thing? Is it a you don't want to be embarrassed in a group of your peers, or or is it like a class thing? I have no peers because that that's what I see as <laughs> as David's issue. Not just like I don't want to be wrong in this argument. It's really gonna piss me off if I'm seen as wrong. Like I I have that too. But for David, it's like a. I do think he comes from this sort of privileged upper class lifestyle he doesn't want well, to be embarrassed in front of these people right so that's what it lends to it's, for me it's like, with david it's a personality thing he he has these ideas that he has formed about the world and anytime that anybody tries to to enlighten him on something or another he's like mm, no because i have all of this wealth of knowledge that i've accumulated for living a hard life um and I have come to these conclusions he, and my conclusions are correct, including the conclusion that he's broken. He, he has internalized has, this he, idea that he's broken because so many people have told him you're broken over and over and over oh, again. A clown That's what left. he has learned. <laughs> in the middle of the... No, he asked for me a lot of things that made me feel like Gryffindor. Honestly, in the sounds really, really bad. But he has like this neediness and abandonment issues. That I feel like we see with a lot of Gryffindors where he pushes people away before they can hurt him. But he also wants them to be close to him. Like it's very and you guys have talked about this a lot about all of your Gryffindors. And it's just like, go away. No, 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 please. I need you here with me. And he has that in spades. He tries he tries to keep things very. But it's not people he actually cares about. Like Gryffindors do that, like Dean with Cass, where they're like, "This is getting he too did that serious." With, he did that with Stevie at first. He did it with Patrick Barely. at first. The olive, whole olive branch. He doesn't no, do it. He does not do it. No, 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 no. And, no, no, no. and here's no, no, no. And here's the thing too: Stevie and Patrick are becoming his family. When he gets back together with his parents and Alexis, he's chasing them to where they're going. The first time that they leave the town, and he's like, "Who am I supposed to stay with?" 
Like you're all leaving me. What the fuck? Like I'm supposed to stay with you. And then the uh, at the end of the yeah, whole show, like it's not when Alexis is against like, me. Yes, it is. I just said Stevie and Patrick are becoming part of his family. It's not a Gryffindor thing to be going. It's not. It's only Gryffindor to push people away when it's becoming too serious. And you're like, oh, my gosh, these people have the power to hurt me. David is pulling people towards him because he's trying to create something. When the at the end of the season, when Alexis is like, mom and dad are moving to New York. I'm moving to New York. David's like, well, obviously I'm moving to New York. And obviously Patrick's moving to New York. And obviously Stevie's moving to New York because they're part of my thing. And like, I don't even need to consult them because, of course, they're coming with me. But he also very much did the push away Stevie and Patrick. The whole Olive Branch story okay, arc. Again, for yes. him. Okay, no, no, not barely. Here's, here's yes, very, it is barely very, because that was resolved in no. one okay, episode. I'm going to and halfway through the episode, I'm going he was to only still doing it because Patrick was giving him gifts. And he liked getting the gifts where because Meg he liked feeling turned needed. Me around. Because he liked having a part because in the community with Patrick. Because he lives for drama that is... That Hufflepuff is insanely dramatic. He's it's incredible. Are you sure you're no, 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 no. not this a Hufflepuff? This is not an argument for Ravenclaw. No, no, no. This is not an argument for Ravenclaw. No, this is a argument for Gryffindor. Do not start going dramatic. I just said, Lauren, that this is this is how Meg managed to turn me around and get me on board with the Gryffindor thing. Is that David lives for drama? He will participate in other people's drama and will start it over nothing. And you know the the prolonged break with Patrick that he should have resolved. So quickly, he dragged out for days and days after when he wanted to get Seven back to his gifts. because he was getting gifts and because he was getting yes. attention and because he was yes. getting drama out of it. And it's because uh, he and was, was feeling the, needed, the which he has branch. never felt before. And it's because of the Again, olive branch, like does the whole not thing. Argue against Gryffindor, it though. does. No, it no, argues I, for not, Hufflepuff because said, he was trying oh my gosh, to find a place. I swear, is, is it to these like, people, you are under forty, the and therefore you can't hear my voice. Is this a thing? No, is this a thing? I'm under thirty. Just can't hear my voice. Like, like when you were teenagers and you could go to malls and you could hear the high pitched tone, and I longer could because my ear hairs were off, and I could no longer hear them. So I could chop you. And you could chop at the stores, but so I, I, so I, I feel like it's completely a millennial versus a Gen X millennial thing. That was a dude where that if said you that, could you hear what I'm saying, and it's like Lauren, you're like a tsetse fly right now. To quote David, that makes me say, and you know, I'm also saying about David. So you know, he was having a perfectly good time kissing Ted, who was so hot. And there was drama around him, and he was having fun, just having fun. But then when it got dramatic, he was all about it. Because all of this for me to say, Carla, I was just that. responding to Lauren. I was listening to you, but Lauren said something, and I was just responding to what she said. Carla, what are you arguing for? I am arguing. No, I, I'm actually not She's arguing for anything. I'm arguing because I want to argue. <laughs> Have I'm you argue- met Carla? No, that's exactly right. I'm arguing against Hufflepuff because. It's going to be either, listen, it's going to be either Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. And I'm just supporting Meg's Mm -hmm. argument because I'm supporting against Hufflepuff. That's all I'm doing. I'm not here for, I told you, like, I think I'm going to be wrong about more than Hufflepuff. I could see him be a Hufflepuff before. But anyway, so, but he he will do stuff he doesn't want to do if other people (laughs) want him to do it. Like, you know, the the selling allez-vous, which his mom was all into. He couldn't care less one way or the the other. But his mom was like, oh, we're going to sell allez-vous. He's like, okay, let's do this. And when he did the number for his mom, because she was sad that she couldn't do the machine gun ballet the way that she had. <laughs> when Patricia Lupin had a food poisoning 
and she had to drop out. And so, she, so Lauren's they, just done because she started arguing. You're, just, you're, you're describing a Hufflepuff. Yeah, you're just explaining instances in which David fulfilled his role to his family. Like, keep going, I guess. Whatever. No, but I feel like... No. He's not a Pufflepuff. Pufflepuff. A Hufflepuff. Okay, hang on. Why, why is he not... Don't tell me why he's a Gryffindor. Why is he not a Hufflepuff? Because I don't know what a Hufflepuff is, and therefore oh, okay. it's wrong. You described one. You described, you described one. one. Yes. You said I, what like I said, I would see David as a Hufflepuff before I'd ever see him as a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I can't. I put can't put him in Ravenclaw. I, I'm sorry. When I, He's when not I a kept, logic house. I don't. I don't I, know where you got that no. idea. When but, I because I he makes his own logic. Him? Because it's not about having no, logic. It's that's about not creating a logic your own house. Logic. That's no. an emotional house. That's, They're creating yeah. logic based off emotion. So yes. when I when I kept changing back and forth with David in my it was between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff because I feel like those are two sides. Why did you decide against Hufflepuff? Um, because we hate the the word Hufflepuff. I mean, it's just intrinsic. No, like, it's not because I, I hate Hufflepuff the word Hufflepuff. And I want to stab somebody. Okay. That's just my uh, personal thing. Okay, well, I didn't decide because of that. Um, <laughs> I decided because I didn't want to have two Hufflepuffs in the same my same sorting hat for the most part. Um, well, you won't. Spoiler. Spoiler. No, I, in my I agree with sorting, that statement, I, at least. I obviously don't because David is a Gryffindor. No, because I feel like. I, I don't know. I think he puts himself out there and, and takes a lot of risks that I feel like would not necessarily reach be in the Hufflepuff house, not because of a family or anything like that, but personal risks for himself. And that's kind of where like the whole brave thing, but it's not like a night. I just felt like he was a, a Gryffindor because he does do a lot of big and bold and brave things that I think a Hufflepuff would be a bit more hesitant about. Wow. And but like also, Thor does big and brave and bold things, right? Cass I don't does care. Too. I don't give a shit about Thor. I'm just saying you're talking about big and brave <laughs> and bold, which are like Gryffindor buzzwords that I can't stand. So I'm saying yeah. like you're That's why I said, wow. Right. Okay, so, well, <laughs> again, you're talking to someone who actually does not give a shit about Hufflepuff houses or Hufflepuff. Oh my god, Hogwarts I'm so sorry, houses. Haley. Haley's a Hufflepuff. Ouch! You guys are getting roasted out here. I don't care about Hogwarts houses Listen, as far Haley as their buzzwords. No matter what I say, so I really, I'm at the oh, point, okay. I'm at the point beyond where I care. Okay. Look, Hufflepuffs, if you want to go all stereotypical, are extremely hard workers. They want to fulfill a role. David is a very hard worker who wants to fulfill a role. Like, it starts off as, like, he needs money for his face cream or whatever, and his dad's like, that money doesn't grow on trees, so he goes to get a job at a grocery store. But it turns into he goes to the blouse barn, and he gets in there and immediately takes over and changes everything. And, like, that lady has no idea what's going on. Wendy. He takes over the company. Yeah, Wendy. She, he takes over the company credit card. Like, he immediately goes in and is like, uh, I'm I'm doing this because this is what I do. Like, I'm a brand manager. This is David. And he's got, like, nothing to say that. But he's like, I'm a brand manager. This is what I do. So that's what he does. And then Rose Apothecary is the same thing. And he does need a little uh, push to do it, to like start the store. But once the store is started, he's like, I got it. This is my thing. I know how to do brand awareness and blah, blah, blah. So he's a very hard worker. His relationship with Alexis is extremely Hufflepuff Slytherin, how he treats Alexis, him being like, I always have to look out for you and worry for you. Like when you're off doing whatever you're doing, like I have to freak out about that. And Alexis is like, you shouldn't even be thinking of me at all. Like I don't think about all you. This feels like, about. All of this <laughs> so, feels like Gryffindor stuff to me. Same. No. But I feel like, no. okay, 
Okay, no, Carla, you're sitting here saying Ravenclaw, so you don't get to sit here and talk. I'm sitting here trying to support you. But that's the role he fills in his family, and more, and like he has to do this stuff for Moira because that's what Moira needs, and he has to do this stuff for his dad. And when he's living in New York, here's another thing that sounds like weird, but was hugely Hufflepuff. David doesn't have any real friends. No. Because he's away from people, he's away from a community he actually wants to be a part of. He doesn't want to be in this highbrow gallery where he's not actually selling art prints or whatever. Like his real place is like in a Shit's Creek type area where it's very small and it's very like not isolated, but it's very comfortable and where he's the most dramatic bitch around. And <laughs> I've said this, I've said this in the past, but and Rachel and I have talked about this a lot because this is a thing that people don't think about. Hufflepuffs are extremely dramatic and can be extremely petty. And I think it comes from, again, like knowing your place in a community and how you fit into the community and how people need you, that when it gets to the point where somebody's pissed you off or they've made you feel like your role's not that great, they're like, well, I'm going to punish you for this. And it's Cass fucking walking away from the bunker or Annie Edison making them all strip off their clothes so they have to find her fucking pen. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's the neurotic drama queen. It's a neurotic kind of drama. It's not a big, volatile, screaming in your face, angry, like Meg, you just sit in, like I have done several times. It's not the same kind of anger and drama queen. It's not at all the same type. I I would argue that it is the same type. I I would argue that it is the same type. Like he, he really does get very upset about these things and he just blows up. He, but, he doesn't no, he do doesn't because he doesn't. But he he goes, oh, my God. And then he's like done. No, and, he's or, not. Yes. Yes. Because the biggest example, like, uh, over the biggest example forever. that you're giving me is the olive branch with uh with Patrick or whatever. And that lasted like 20 minutes. How about the done years the and Patrick years that he gave him gifts? But how about the years and years that he holds Alexis needing his help over Alexis's head? Yep. That he still brings it up and we haven't even seen. It yes, happen. that's extremely petty. But it's not him constantly me, blowing up about it. But for yeah. me. Here's 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 where I come from. I apparently have a very very hard time telling Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs apart because I you am. and I have had this conversation where I'm like I'm a Hufflepuff and you're like no you're a Gryffindor and I don't understand I don't understand the difference. So <laughs> that's why I say a uh, Grifflepuff. No, <laughs> you can't say that. Get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> David's the one I was most certain of. Like, I didn't even consider any other houses for him. I don't think he's... I, and the internet I largely agreed with me, the which was rage is not the, the rage is not the same. It, it doesn't match with the Gryffindor's rage for me. No, it's like simmering resentment. And right. the second that somebody is like, actually, I do need you and I like you, he's like, this is fine now. <laughs> like, right. All right, continue to treat me as the queen I am, and it's fine now. Like, you know? Yeah, I got. I have to stick with Hufflepuff. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, no, I'm that's not, not a Gryffindor to me. Puff. I'm not sold on Hufflepuff. What are you, Carla? Because you can't decide. <laughs> no, listen. I cannot decide. It's not so much that I cannot decide as it is that I will side with whatever is not a Hufflepuff. And in this case, I will jump on on Max Gryffindor vote because this I believe that there Regina is more all over evidence. Again. Carla's actually discriminating against Hufflepuffs. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely am. I absolutely am. I, I just the word itself. I'm like, ugh, gross. I just, I, Yikes! I, I am just saying, I have a really hard time telling the difference between Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs. Apparently, because they they very much feel like two sides of the same coins, where you could very easily oh God, no. flip. Oh no! <laughs> From one to the other. No, For me, no. please no. Oh, am I gonna get yelled at now? <laughs> not by me. I'm not gonna yell at you. 
Lauren, you just see Lauren is like. No, I don't care. Hufflepuffs no. are probably closest to me. What so. I love about Lauren's I don't care is that she sits further back from the mic. She's like, I don't care. This is something that I noticed with with Lauren. I spent two minutes yelling over you. (laughs) Lauren will sit further back from the mic. Her face is red, 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 red. Oh my God. Her posture switches to just like, I'm done with you. And that's where the posture is. It's it's very like a continue. Be wrong Mm -hmm. as long as you want to be wrong. That's fine. Amen. That is exactly it. I don't I have any to Rachel. about Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs <laughs> being the same side of the coin. I don't have an argument against that. Rachel will probably scream about it. Yeah, but. we don't feel the same way. We don't react the same way at all. We don't. We're dramatic and sure, petty in completely different ways. Completely okay, but different. dramatic and petty is still dramatic and petty just because you do it in different ways. Not at all. No. Not at all true. No. <laughs> it's the motivation behind. Right. <laughs> I'm more. I feel like we've had <laughs> an impasse, so why don't we move on to somebody else and then revisit David? Okay, maybe we'll no, revisit. No, I think David. we're done with David. David's very certain. <laughs> Guys, that, that got scary for a little while there. I let's uh, <laughs> let's go to Patrick. I'm really interested in what we're all gonna... the stuff that was cut out because <laughs> no, I don't want that. No, cut leave it. That was great. That was great. <laughs> I don't know what Carla was saying. It was all wrong though, so I'm glad I spoke over. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> That was yeah, Rachel, Rachel and I were just like, I like this drama. It was a beautiful <laughs> duet. It was a beautiful duet. Okay, so Patrick is a Ravenclaw. And he seems really easygoing, but that's only until somebody decides, decides that he's not right about something. And then he's like all up in arms. Like suddenly it's like, oh no. Somebody has argued against my expertise. Let me set them straight. And for most of the show, he is right about stuff. You know, because he's the one who has the business degree and he's the one who's been doing businessy stuff. So he, you know, when he enters David's life, he does have the expertise and he does know the things that he's supposed to do. He is the one willing to do the boring seminars and he is the one who's willing to, you know, put up the lights and call the insurance company and, you know, all of these things that you're supposed to do to run a business. Um, But then... And, and there are there are there are points that I want Meg to be the one to bring up because she's the one who brought them up to me, so I will not step on her toes. But he he wants to be the voice of reason. That that's his main function of, in life. Is that I feel like it kind of dresses the part. Like w- with Patrick, it's it's more like okay, I am an intelligent businessman, and therefore I wear the khakis and the 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 shirts with the long sleeves and they're that are boring and are buttoned up. Um, he, um, <laughs> there's so many things. That I, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm, skipping. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm only laughing because this is what Carla thinks a Ravenclaw Ravenclaw relationship looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I continue. Listen, I'm in a Ravenclaw Ravenclaw relationship and like this works for me. So. You specifically were like Ravenclaws and Ravenclaws can't be together unless they have a lot of therapy. <laughs> Uh, my husband and I have had a lot of therapy, therefore we I work. Know, we're not That's literally what I said. Your argument was David and Patrick. Hey, anyway, keep going. We didn't have uh, therapy right away, is what I'm saying. Anyway, so um, <laughs> and okay, this isn't, this isn't relevant to being a Ravenclaw, but but Patrick is a Raven thumb, and yes. I think that because the man is shaped like a thumb, according to oh. Ronnie, so he's a Raven he thumb. Looks like a thumb. And I just, I just had to throw that out like there. Like those guys That's from true. Spy Kids. 
No, no I mean, there's like, a whole scene. Man, man, there's a whole, there's a whole bit where Ronnie says that Patrick. The man looks like a thumb. Like thumb. Yes. Okay. And ever oh, okay. since she said I, it, I, I cannot see that. it. I cannot see it. But um, he he generally knows how to talk to people and tell them what they need to hear in order for for them to agree with him and to just move forward from their wrong opinions. Um, and whether they want to hear it or not doesn't really matter to him as long as they hear what he has to say. But I also, you know, th- there's also the fact that he takes over, like when, when he and Johnny are having that conversation that Johnny keeps trying to start with him about David and how, you know, like, I just want you to treat my son right and everything, but Johnny can't get those words out. And Patrick is like, okay, look, I'm going to treat David with respect. I love your family and I'm proud to be joining it. These are all, all the things that he is, that, that that he, these are facts for him anyway, but he knows that Johnny wants to hear them. And I think that that's one thing that um, is maybe underrated about Ravenclaws is that there is a lot of observation there. And it may not be the same way that it is with Slytherins. Slytherins have a, a, a way of observing that's very different from a Ravenclaw. And with Patrick, he he also has like the keen eye and he can tell what um, somebody's inner cogitations may be in a particular moment. And he will either use it or he won't as the situation calls for. But in that specific moment with Johnny, he knows that Johnny wanted to bring this up. He knows that Johnny can't find a way to do it. So he's the one who's like, listen, listen, okay. It's going to be fine. I love your son. I will treat your son well. And that's all you need to hear. Can we get back to the baseball game now? I love you're like, I'm going to let Megan point some stuff out and then you just talk about it. No, <laughs> there are points left. I also I also feel it's important that Carla initially thought that Patrick was a Hufflepuff. I did. Okay. Only because I, I couldn't figure I him out. And I was like, Hufflepuff because that's the only one that I don't know. Okay, Meg, what do you think? Well, I'm I, I'm I am the one who talked to Patrick. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I was um, just okay, so, to see if there was another. No, he's he's yeah. No, I I think he's a Ravenclaw. He's very observant. He is he is someone who just kind of absorbs a little bit more in the background. He's not like manipulative like a Slytherin would kind of be. He just kind of absorbs this information, and you know that from how much he knows about the Rose family. Like, who really remembers the store number for the video store that they worked at? When when he does a quips, well, I know the store number of the Dick's Sporting Goods I worked at, but when he does the quips, he uh, he throws back things David has said at him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. quotes him exactly, yeah. Yeah, very much. In, in the past conversation. Yeah, and, and he's, I don't know, I love him very much. But yes, he does get really testy if, you question his knowledge about stuff. And I think one of my favorite things is his rivalry with Ronnie throughout the whole show because they have Ronnie work on their bathroom. And because Patrick's uncle is a contractor, Patrick understands how this must be working better than Ronnie, who is actually a contractor. Like, this is her job. He knows better than she does. And he, and they're, his pettiness and testiness with Ronnie about stuff. Yes. Like, how dare she eat lunch? She has time to eat lunch. <laughs> and you know we need tiles. You and know she what? has time to eat lunch. 
You know what? Ronnie's the only contractor in the town, and David, as a Hufflepuff, understands Ronnie's role and what Ronnie yeah. is doing, and the fact that okay. if Ronnie okay. doesn't do the I bathroom, fine. Okay, fine. No, I'm still uh, going. I'm going to Patrick. If Ronnie doesn't do the bathroom, it's not going to happen. And Patrick's over here, like, I'll do the fucking bathroom. It doesn't matter. I can do the bathroom. Can, and then when he just like he did the lights, presented with the fact that Ronnie actually will not be doing your bathroom, he's like, no, oh, fuck, never mind. Like, I cannot yeah. do the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's kind of that, and that's just—he does not like being wrong. He doesn't like being shown that he's wrong in any way, shape, or form. And he doesn't really concede arguments that he feels like he's right in. He might be like, "All right, fine, whatever." He might let you think you win something, but he does not agree at all whatsoever. And this is actually where you guys saw the message I sent to Carla about yes. Carla. <laughs> just like she caved because she didn't want to talk about it anymore, but she secretly always thought she was right. <laughs> Hence my bringing I, David back into being a Ravenclaw during this recording. No, yeah, that's so, <laughs> that's literally that's what you're saying, though. No, so Patrick, yeah. Patrick doesn't give me a lot, but uh, we also have. Well, I had him in Ravenclaw, and then Rachel was like, "I don't care about him." So it's not even <laughs> that. Her, you know what? I told her why he was a Ravenclaw. I literally, I went to her and I said, "It's process of elimination for me. That man is not a Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. That's completely out, and he does not give me Slytherin." At- not even like the smallest percentage. He's not a Slytherin no, at all. No. So he must yeah. be a Ravenclaw. And I'm like, oh, that feels good. That feels right in my gut. Definitely a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So like only a Ravenclaw, like this terrified me that David was like, I'm extremely uncomfortable with public displays of singing. And he does it. I was like, that's awful. That's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> that is so chaotic. That is so chaotic to just be like, well, this is how I like displaying love. So I'm going to wear my fringe vest. you're going to be okay with it. Yes. And you're going to be okay with it. You'll live. It'll be fine. No, um, like the biggest thing I could think of when I was trying to explain to Rachel, and this is like extremely rudimentary. You guys had a lot of way better stuff. But um, he was very much the uh, gay. I'm sorry. Like, we, we need a not... second. We need a second to okay. revel in the fact that we had okay. more fact-based arguments. No, because I do not about care about this. Patrick. No, listen. But... I don't care why you're agreeing with us. I just care that <laughs> we, we were right. We just like right to hear that. No, I was really... You were right. I was really too. proud of you guys. That was yeah. awesome. No, okay. <laughs> Stop. Patrick, That's all okay, we want. Can I, can I say yeah, yeah, my whole thing now? Post okay. your podcast. I got Patrick, it. Go ahead. Patrick Patrick is the type. Uh, was, was, like, explain this to David. He is the gay that was like, I don't understand why it wasn't working with my fiance. I just, like, didn't feel right. And then he met David and it felt right. And, like, he had no gay panic. He just made out with David and was like, hey, I've never done anything like this before. So, like, let me know what's up. And, and like, he's having no issues over it, which was, like, very Ravenclaw to me, you know, when you are just going through life with your system. And then it's like, this one's better. And you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then you go with that or whatever. And then, like, the other thing that I felt kind of fell in with that is that he would not tell his family, which uh, – as a bisexual, I understand, but also didn't understand because his family turned out to be awesome. And I wasn't sure that they had ever really like I don't think they gave him a logical reason to think that that they wouldn't be accepting of it. I literally think it was Patrick being afraid that he was going to be as, seen as something that he hadn't been in the past. So mm-hmm. yes. um, that's very Ravenclaw to me. <laughs> yeah, that's what tipped me. For I, I was saying to her, I was like, I know this man's a Ravenclaw. I just know I feel it and I know it and I've seen it and I, I understand it. But there's one big, like, glaring thing. I know there's a main reason, but I can't figure it out. And when she said that, I was like, there it is. Confronted with the truth that makes more sense than your own truth that you've lived. Switch. Hello, Ravenclaw. No, it's absolutely true because I can't tell you how many times in my life, like, you know, I'll get a piece of information that suddenly fits. But but it's more it's more like 
it, it's a puzzle and you're missing a piece and somebody presents a piece to you and you're like, oh, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And you've kind of agonized over it so long that this piece of logic just scratches an itch and you're like, oh, thank God I can move on now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I get, I get or really... Like the, way, the way that this that Patrick listened to this mess of a man leave him like 50 voicemails about what his, his business was going to be and then, and the then decided filled that he was going to be him, yeah. and then filled out the form for him and then was like I want to be your business partner and just completely moved in and took over his life and was like this is the way it's going to be now oh and he's like and he's just like oh I'll get the money which was yeah. honestly yeah. like that was pretty sexy it was pretty yeah sexy. no it was but, and like and there's the one other thing about Patrick is like he gets very mad when his like plans are foiled or like when mm. something's not going to go the way mm. that he thinks because we I, we talked about this with Abed where it's like different from Slytherins where Slytherins are like are, are, are able to work the system because they like slither through it ha 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 uh-huh. but Ravenclaws are like immovable and like everybody better part or the Ravenclaws yeah. gonna break but people have to put a lot of effort into that and most people it's not worth it they're like whatever so Patrick is here like buying houses in secret and like doing this other shit and then david comes along with his on a whim shit like we're gonna move to new york and patrick's like mad <laughs> like he's yeah. like we're not doing that because i did something <laughs> well and he so he gets i love how mad and jealous he gets about ted kissing mm-hmm. uh, david <laughs> in a yeah. game where david's like yeah. whatever it's fine and i kind of hate that you talking about patrick coming up is actually a weird argument for David as a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you it's so much for the it's validation. It's, it's an extremely Hufflepuff. Because which it's, is, you know, I, I'm going to say, it's something I thought I that's didn't why Carla about. listened to Dash and Lily because it's our only Hufflepuff Ravenclaw relationship episode. Well, I didn't get to Rachel Lily, though. And I were though. very excited. Oh, okay. <sighs> So that, that, that might have to do with it because I only I, figured you were just doing Ravenclaw research. I was listening. Research. I was listening it's, it's an extremely yeah. weird pairing that we're very excited to find. So yeah. well, because I, I feel like like um, there there haven't been that many Ravenclaws that you guys have covered, right? And That's true. I was I was looking for the validation. media does not know what to do with them. <laughs> no, well, I, I was looking for for like you know to try to understand your sorting for Ravenclaw, um, because even though I've been sorted by you into Ravenclaw. Sometimes I don't understand why, and really? especially really, well, especially when Lawrence like especially when you guys are like the Ravenclaws are the worst, and then I'm like personally <laughs> offended, and then I get sad, and then I'm like listening to other episodes to be like they have to, they and have then to say you something start nice to do about Ravenclaws. You're killing me. So, You're killing me. Personally. You, do this, you do all this research to find good Ravenclaws. So you yes, Ravenclaws because I, I want to believe that they like me. Like, why are they having me on their they podcast if they don't like Ravenclaws? Oh, like, my God. Oh my how God. much do I have to kiss your guys' why ass? How so much, Carla? Nine. Because I feel like I feel like you've twisted. You guys are so like unfathomable that we have a hard time with you. And oh my God, they hate me. Yes. I very much I might be a Ravenclaw with a Gryffindor rising based on that like that, that might be <laughs> just my, my, my ascending house well I, I actually like that's funny I like that. <laughs> but but no I, I only got to half of the episode because in case by the, the time that, it, that, that I got to that got half, in we were about Carla to start going, recording you guys hate Ravenclaws we genuinely love Ravenclaws <laughs> so much you, because you guys are hilarious I don't know <laughs> but the other thing is so like you, you guys you guys are so unbearable that it's comical it's not the endorsement that you think it is oh my god I keep I saying you know so I'm much. married to one like I'm, why 
what I mean? She is. So that you can have lifelong laughs is what I'm getting. Oh my god. Sure, she's not what I don't know super what you're dramatic house. I think Carla <laughs> might Lauren, be. This is why I apologize. I, I told you the Ravenclaws. I knew about. the Ravenclaws were going to internalize it and take it that so way. So chaotic. I don't know. They're going to get <laughs> testy. <laughs> They're going to get testy. That's it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you would think that you just kissed your girl, your sister's boyfriend, with the way Carla true. <laughs> getting Which, all. By the way, listen. Flustered. Okay. I never had a um, so a moment of thought. See, I when Meg says that, now I'm starting to believe that she only says it to placate me. Like I love you so much. Oh, shut mm-hmm. up. <laughs> shut anyway, up. But Jesus fucking. Christ. I never had a moment of thinking <laughs> about a threesome with this show until I saw Patrick. Uh, until I saw Ted kiss Patrick David and David. Patrick get mad. And then I thought to myself, where's my fanfic about the three of them just hooking up? Oh, my up? God. I'm sorry. I was just about to say, I can't believe you listened to us talk to talk about Charlie Kelly and think that we hate Ravenclaws, but I bet you skipped that episode. She <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty she sure I did. She skipped it. Um, anyway, I was I, I was in the middle of a point about she Patrick was in the middle of a point. Sorry, Meg. Rachel's no. rage texting me. She's like, I can't believe Carla thinks we hate Ravenclaws. <laughs> I am not. I'm literally I not. Just, Don't make me show the text. <laughs> no, you're not. You need to calm down. She started freaking out. She's like, oh my God, Carl's going to think I'm talking Stop. About- I don't want the Ravenclaws to think we hate them. I warned you. I told you. <laughs> I mean, there are only two Ravenclaws you should care about anyway. Just throwing that out there. I care there. about a lot of Ravenclaws. I have many oh Ravenclaws God. in my life. I, we actually love you guys a lot. I, how many, <laughs> Carla, I have said so many times, I wish I was a Ravenclaw. I wish... I really do. She could be this so cold curse. and heartless <laughs> and logical. No. And like anyway. the only reason I don't know a lot of them is because every single second of my life would be that two minutes when we were yelling over yes. each other. And my heart exactly. Exactly. So. exactly. <laughs> Either way, I'll, I guess I just really loved that scene where Patrick came out to his parents. I had a whole thing I was going to say and I forgot. No, say it. Oh. Say no, it. I don't I remember it. Carla I don't has remember maliciously it. maligned us. And now I, I need don't. to I don't remember it. I just remember saying, I can't, uh, that whole scene, the whole episode where Patrick thinks that he hasn't come out to his parents, but everyone has actually came out to his parents. And David is like, you know what? That's fine. I'll be your business partner and sacrificing and putting himself back in the closet for, for Patrick. Like that is the most Hufflepuff thing in the entire fucking world. And that makes me a little insane. And then Carla went on her thing about Ravenclaws and her ranting stuff. And now I don't remember what I was going to say, except to say, I really love that scene where Patrick comes out to his parents and he's all worried and freaked out about a result that does not come. And he may not have evidence of that, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to Patrick in that situation. And a lot of people can, I absolutely can not as a coming out situation necessarily, but as a, moment where there's a very definitive line in your life with your family where before you were one thing and you don't know what's going to happen after if you're no longer the assumed thing and I think for I think us as women it's something that we can think about like when we got our first period where that's a very definitive I know it's dumb but it's a definitive moment in your life where where you're like you're seen as a child 
And and the way we're taught as women is once you have your period, then you're a woman now. Yep. And you're yep. like, okay, am I supposed to be what what does that mean for me? And I think Patrick had the same thing. Like, what does being a gay man that's out to his family, what does that mean for me? Do I have to start behaving a cer- certain way? Right. Um, are there expectations of me as a person? So I can understand his hesitancy in that. I don't think he was necessarily actually afraid that his parents wouldn't love him and accept him. But I think oh. that's where his hesitancy really kind of came from because that was the most relatable I thought Patrick was. <laughs> like, a, like, as a straight as a cishet woman, white woman, for me to be like, yeah, this coming out moment is something that really resonates with me. <laughs> um, it's, it sounds really weird to say, but it was just like that moment of no, once you say it. Yeah, it's Ravenclaw. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's very yeah. real. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody can understand it, but it's like what they base their life off of that. This yeah. is how I've been. And now I'm going to be something different. So yeah. that's scary. Yes. And yeah. then I lost because my whole how I brain. Live is by how I am. Yeah. <laughs> then I lost my whole brain thinking about how David's support of him in that way. And yes, in that yes. way yeah. was absolutely Hufflepuff. Yes. Don't like so it. true. Don't like it. Don't like it. I am so, silently agreeing, but I will not voice it. Good. Okay. Patrick's a Ravenclaw. Carla had imposter syndrome on our therapy couch. Now we pretend we say we love Ravenclaws. It sounds like it's fake. It sounds like I'm saying something fake. Because she's had this I'll make you sign a disclaimer that you cannot disparage us in this way. This is these are lies and deceit. I'm not prepared to talk about Stevie. Oh well, okay, we're gonna talk about Stevie. Oh, why do you have okay, so hang on now. Is there beef over Stevie? There's not not beef, there's just agreement. There's this agreement. For me and Lauren, too, we got agreement. It's not beef. Okay. Well, we went, Megan and I went back and forth on this. Great A beef. Okay. (laughs) I like how Carlo's like, these are our notes when she's talking about these docs. (laughs) These are our notes. But all of the arguments on there. Everything Meg wrote down. (laughs) No, I didn't get a chance to write anything down. She's like, these are our notes because I read them at one point and we're like, okay, yeah, those are all good points and we can talk about them. And then. In the time since, she added a bunch and changed stuff and crossed stuff out. So, like, all of my stuff is gone. No, it's not. It's very Ravenclaw, Raven by the way, Carla. Very Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> because all of your Alexa all stuff is there. Snapped off the and planet. all of your, 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 your I'm, David Gryffindor points are there. I, I don't feel know what like, you're I feel about. like I'm so excited to hear this. Carla is brandishing I'm going to get a whole, like, oh, look at you getting your shit opposite. Look at this. Okay, look at this. All right. I just want to say. Oh, my God. I just want to say these are our notes. And wow. also, no, they're your notes that you sent me, and then I was these, like, okay, "Okay, those look good." And you then know you why there are crossouts? Shush! You know why there are crossouts? This is when I was agreeing with you and crossing out my stuff in favor of your stuff. All of, because Meg is the one who convinced me that Patrick is a Ravenclaw. Okay, because so all is. of all of the Ravenclaw stuff stands because Meg sold it hardcore. All right, she was just mad because she didn't want Patrick in her house. But anyway, the, the one point. <laughs> Where we could not come to an agreement was Stevie Butt. And oh boy. I'll tell you my beliefs about Stevie Butt. I don't even remember which one I picked for me wow. anymore. It's the one that is colorful, where it no, says the no. boobs differ on this one. No, I'm saying I have lost she all even perspective. Anymore. Which one? Like, yeah, I, 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 just, I don't even Let know. Let me just ask you one thing, Meg. Which one is an uppercase? Because that's yours, darling. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I thought. Okay. So oh, Stevie Budd is a Gryffindor. Okay. 
She is. You can't say you don't like a Ravenclaw on our show anymore, Vic. Shut up. <laughs> You're signing that disclaimer. You're signing before I, you leave. I love. I love her deeply. Probably more than almost every any other person in the entire world. So I get to tell her to fuck off. All right. <laughs> that that is how Meg shows her love for me. I that, that's just what I want to say. It's true. But Stevie so is Gryffindor, Gryffindor, okay? Yeah. She she is she's all sarcastic exterior, okay? But inside she's just marshmallow fluff. She is she's trying not to get too close to people, but only because she doesn't do well when they leave. Like she has like such an abandonment issue complex thing. And once she t- she's attached to somebody, she won't let go, even though she's sure that they will let go. Um and she and David have this in common. Which is why I was pushing so hard for Gryffindor at one point. Just want to throw that out there. Um, Spoiler. <laughs> uh, but if you have critical thinking skills, <laughs> shush. Um, but Stevie, Stevie, on her own, doesn't have like a ton of ambition. But at the same time, she she just she just wants to follow her heart, and she's. She's also like completely steady. She's like a rock when it comes to who she is. She she doesn't have any qualms about who she is. She just shows up in her flannel and her jeans. I feel like her... you're gonna say what you're not describing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Keep um, going. But she, she's completely as much as she's unsh- she's unsure of her place in the world, but she's not unsure about who she is. Which I think th- that's one of the things that I love the most about her. And that's one of the things of the things that I find most re- relatable about her. Because she doesn't compromise herself ever for anybody else. Like, even when she really wanted to be with, with Amir. And they had that, you know, budding relationship. <laughs> her name's Stevie, but there's a budding relationship. But <laughs> that's not what we're here for. God, I fucking forgot here for my, all for my about Amir. Name observations. <laughs> Because he was a piece of shit. Yeah, he he ended up just completely sucking. But she really wanted something to work out with him. and um, But then it didn't. And she took it really hard. But she wasn't willing to change anything about who she was, even for him. Like, it, it threw her a bit. But that wasn't so much about losing him as it was like, well, where's my place in the world where she went from it being an abstract question to being a more concrete thing in the way that Amir highlighted it. Because Amir was, was like, you know, I'm a traveling reviewer. You're a manager of this motel. This will never work. And she thought to herself, well, this is all I've ever been. Is this all I ever want to be? And it wasn't, a question about is this all I ever want to be because then I won't get the chance to follow douchebags around the world. It was a question of is this who I want to be for the rest of my life? And um, like when she gets overwhelmed, she completely falls apart in the most endearing, adorable ways. But she generally falls apart about people. When Johnny has that heart attack scare and they go to the hospital and she's, you know, kind of trying to hold it together, but she's also losing her father figure, or she thinks she might be losing her father figure. She has, like, this internal meltdown. Because Moira is having a very external meltdown. And there can be, there cannot be two people having a very external meltdown. So Stevie decides to have hers internally, as Stevie will do. And 
you know, she's kind of laughing at Moira for her meltdown, but she's also freaking out because, you know, her, her, um, dad of sorts might be very ill. And she has developed this very close relationship with, with Johnny. And, um, so many times she has shown that she is not willing to let that go. I, I think in a way, because with, with best friends, and I mean, look at the four of us. Okay, we have two sets of best friends here who don't live near each other. But not with each other. Right. No, we don't like each other at all. <laughs> we don't like each other that much. It's like, no, no, no. Let's not we, cross We've established that Lauren and Rachel <laughs> hate Ravenclaws. <laughs> Shut up! Stop it! <laughs> I can't even Hillary. be like, please don't think this is true because it just sounds fake now. It just sounds completely fake. Well, coming from a Slytherin. Fighting <laughs> <laughs> words. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm so kidding, I swear. I love this though that what Carla. What is she to say to me? I love the that Carla's. Death eaters. Carla's, Carla's doing this whole beautiful thing for, for both of us and she's just got the wrong Oh, Meg, are you not going to have a retort? You don't have a... I'm sure she would. No, Megan, I'm not done. Okay, okay, okay. You okay. still haven't said your house. Oh, my God. Like, I know. She takes a million her. years. Yeah, no, she said a million years. Okay. I'm landing the plane. Okay, you're building up to it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm landing the plane here. But, okay, so, okay. so you have two sets of, of best friends. None of us live near each other. You know, we have to, like, take major trips to see each other, but we make it work. And, you know, I think... I'm thinking of breaking up with Rachel. Go ahead. Fine. Come back. Come back to Illinois and we're we're three hours away from me. But yeah, so so like we make it work as best as we can. And that that's something that, you know, like if David and Stevie had to be separated by distance, they would make it work as friends. But um her and, and Johnny, she had a much time parting with Johnny because he does have a more of a father figure role than a best friend figure. They do have that friendship, but they have that that father that, that um, father daughter kind of bond there. So when she every time that she's that she's about to lose him, she loses it. When um, she's concerned that that she might have to end up running the motel alone at some point, um, when Alexis is trying to to shoot the, the the photo thing, and it's like Johnny, what are you doing with your hands? And then when Stevie takes <laughs> that hot five that turned into a hot twenty, um, it's because. Stevie's like, oh my god, this man's gonna leave me, and I won't have anybody to help me with this motel. I won't have my father figure here to help me make sense of this. Um, same thing when he when she thinks that she that he's gonna die. So, um, I don't think she's a Hufflepuff simply because she's just too secure in who she is. Um, and also another reason for her being a Gryffindor is that she's more than happy to call out. I was going to say, just announced it. No, she said it she to begin with. Am I the only one who heard her no. say Gryffindor before? No, I did. No, I did no. say Gryffindor. The very she did. I did. Totally and I even it. said, so Gryffindor, tell me why. Wow. Oh, Carla, I nobody listens to us. Meg. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, 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 no. Meg had said something about why she was arguing with Carla and you said, so Gryffindor. And I was Cause like, I was yeah, telling Carla to continue. I was saying, this is why Meg's a Gryffindor. Okay, I was waiting for you to describe the one house and then say Gryffindor, but you hadn't said it yet, so... <laughs> I had said it! I said it at the beginning. Okay, so, Carlos Gryffindor. This is Chris Slytherin on Ravenclaw hate crime. Oh I misappropriated God. Rachel's comments. It wasn't that I didn't I'm hear so it. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So, Meg. 
I mean, all the stuff Carla said, except she's a Hufflepuff, not a Gryffindor. <laughs> um, she she doesn't let people in very easily, and I feel like that's a bit of a Hufflepuff thing. But once you're in her circle, you are you have her fierce love and loyalty. It takes a lot to crack into that shell, but once you get there, you are absolutely in there. Um, I don't think she's very secure in herself. I don't think she has a lot of confidence in her abilities. And I feel like that's part of why she tries to, she decides to leave Johnny and the Rosebud Motel because A, I think she's a little afraid of it being successful and doesn't have confidence in herself and her ability to manage this franchise, which is why she's panicking at the photo shoot because she thinks they're going to get too successful and then Johnny's going to go off and, and, and leave and she's going to have more than she thinks she can handle. And I think that's why she decides to pretend that she's going to be a flight attendant for 45 seconds. <laughs> for Larry Air. <laughs> for Larry Air. Larry Air, because we care um. <laughs> about where you go. <laughs> <laughs> She was there for a week and they're like, yeah, you want to go and fly the plane? Just this is your <laughs> this is your life. Um, but I, I. I feel like she she she's super sarcastic, she's super snarky, but she, she uses it to protect herself as a defense mechanism. And she does push people away before they can get close to her. I think the roses really snuck under her defenses. And. Once they were there, like she's very clearly a part of the Rose family. Like she was adopted into that family. Yes, David did that. Yes, <laughs> he did. <laughs> I know he did. I'm not saying he didn't do. What? But the I also fuck? feel like like she chose <laughs> David first because David wasn't seeking. David wanted to not connect with people right they now. They were apparently two lonely Hufflepuffs. Just trying to find community with so each other. So you got Hufflepuff. I picked Stevie as a Hufflepuff. Okay. Okay. She did say that. Did you not hear her? I nope. did. I said all the I said okay. I said I said all I said everything Carla said, except she's a Hufflepuff. Got Delete it. this episode. I think this she's such a Ravenclaw. I think she's a Ravenclaw, and you can't say no because now it'll be a hate crime. Alright, hang so, on. This is really funny because I thought she was a Slytherin. So we've got all four. Yeah, but I can fucking you. hilarious. Oh, we have the whole. Did I we, have, you? we have a full Hogwarts. No, Although, inevitably, listen. eventually, Lauren did convince me to Ravenclaw because I read Stevie as a deeply insecure person, like deeply. I read mm-hmm. all of the sarcasm and pessimism and everything is insecurity, fear of failing. Lauren doesn't think she's insecure at all. I think she's absolutely. Insecure. She's not insecure. I think she. No, I think I she think absolutely she is. No, she. No, she. I. So she. Because Rachel was like, that's why she does the snark and all that. And I was like, yes. no, it's not. It, no, but it's I not because she's insecure. It's just because she expects everybody to be going on anyway. So she's just like, I don't need to deal with this. And like, I'm going to do my own thing. No. And I don't know. And I don't read it as insecurity either because Rachel was like, don't you think she felt insecure to the roses? And I was like, no, not at all. Like, she clearly thinks she's better than everybody else in the town. Yes. When David makes does. like at the at the very beginning, I when David that makes way. that. Yeah, I did. Well, she maybe maybe the, maybe the, the rest the town maybe isn't. the rest of the town. But once the roses get in there and they weasel into her heart, she mm-hmm. is very afraid that they're going to leave her behind. 
Yeah, but it's not. Ins- so when David makes that dig, like nobody here goes to college, Steve is like, well, I've been to college. So uh, like like uh, Carla said, she's extremely secure in herself. And I think she thought the roses were like ridiculous. Like, I don't oh, think yeah, she was sure. threatened by. Not <laughs> by who didn't or- think the roses were well, ridiculous? Well, OK, but she like constantly wasn't like she wasn't bringing them towels. And she was like, this is just how Stevie does things. Like, I don't think she felt insecure at all. And I do think so. Rachel's like, what's her system? And I was like, I think she's just doing her life at the hotel, the motel. Like, she's just there doing her thing. She's like, I'm Stevie. And she's like a reverse Britta Perry, right? Like, she's not the one most likely to leave. Like, everybody else is. And she doesn't give a shit. She's like, She's an exact reverse Britta. She's an exact reverse Britta. (laughs) She's like, whatever, move on. Um, And like, like, here's the thing. The the place that she starts getting freaked out is when her great aunt dies and she's like, oh my God, is this going to be me? And then, so it's like kind of a challenge to her system where she was like, I could just stay at the motel and live my life and everything is going to be fine. And then she starts freaking out like, oh my God, I'm going to die here and everybody's leaving and my ashes are going to be spread in a parking lot. And then um, Which was Alexis so funny is going, yeah, and then the- Alexis, right? And then Alexis is going to the Galapagos and she's like, oh my God, I wish I could travel. So she does is like, okay, this is no longer logical for me. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go be a flight attendant. And immediately was like, I hate it. What I was doing was perfect. I don't (laughs) understand why I left. Although she upgraded what she was doing, right? Like she put more work into it. She was like, wait, I was actually really good at that. And I just wasn't like applying myself. So if I apply myself, I'll actually enjoy it instead of just like tolerating it and i'll tell you the exact moment that i was like no 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 because there was like there's like usually we don't get like a very special defining moment where you're like holy shit but she had one it was really funny um when her and david have their fling and then david uh they're like we're leaving the town and david runs away because also stevie was like i have actual feelings for you and then he breaks her fucking heart well and then he comes back and is like is this going to be weird and she's like oh no man i'm over you and she like was. She yeah. was just like, I'm over it. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> I, I just want to direct everybody's attention to our Twitter chat. Oh my fucking with God. the timestamp. <laughs> that was a joke. I sent to Meg um a text saying, Wait, no, it's Stevie Ravenclaw. <laughs> wow. Three minutes before we started recording. Now that doesn't mean you. I mean, because I, I I'm telling you, I waffled about I, everybody I, but Alexis. No. Okay, I feel like she's one- so I no, I feel like so much of the stuff you talk about her confidence, I feel like so much of that is a front. I don't feel like she no, it, it's like I said before though, she is confident in herself and who she is, but she is she is not confident about her place in the world, which are two different things. I can't because even text she my husband to bring me more wine. She she, <laughs> yeah, she no, has a very clear sense that this is Stevie Bud, take it or leave yeah. it. And even yes. when she feels like she like the world doesn't, you know, know what to do with her and she doesn't know what to do with what the world is presenting to her, she knows who she is. When she goes and um and has the job interview for, for Larry Air, at no point does she try to sugarcoat her personality. It just right. happens to be that Larry Air is a very low end yeah. airline who will take a certain really person. Wants yeah, it's no, like, oh. no, Stevie is exactly like that. She is very much the person who is going to like stand there and everything needs to move around her. I yeah. think what she like comes That's to it. the realization of is like, I'm not, <laughs> she's like, I'm really good at standing here mm-hmm. and I'm not yeah. like using it to bulldoze things down and I should do that. And so she starts doing it. But yeah. she was she was she was very comfortable standing there and letting things move around her mm-hmm. until she was like, oh, I could actually do something with this. 
the I, I was like listening to you describe Gryffindor and you were like, and Moira was, Moira was having this really like outward screaming thing. And Stevie decided to internalize it. A Gryffindor can't decide <laughs> to internalize it. <laughs> we don't have that power. <laughs> I just feel like she's so much more emo than anyone gives her credit for. So much more she, emo? Did you say? Well, that's the first thing. of all. Like, that's why I put emotional. her in Slytherin to begin with, because they're the biggest <laughs> emos. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I think, and I, I actually really believe that um, Ravenclaws are not given credit for how much um, drama queens we are. Oh, and I'll give you the credit. Know. Don't I worry, I'll give you credit. No. I think we demonstrated that. We, no, we have demonstrated it, but I don't think that that has been spoken enough about. Um, because like in in a couple of your you don't previous, think Britta Perry talked about how we drama speak of it every day every did you week. Hate, yes, did you, you and I do. Did Megan, you hate listen to that episode? And, I did like, hate listen to that episode. <laughs> yes. No, but listen, okay. Because one of the things that you said is that um, that a Ravenclaw will just be like, okay, bye. Okay, you're leaving. Okay, cool. Bye. I'm done with you. They can. But, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that yes, we can just peace out on on even our most beloved people. Okay. But it's because yep. we've done all of the agonizing over it already internally. And no, Meg, don't give me that face. Don't give me that face. No, we, let, me, let me finish no, what who? I'm saying. No, wait, hang on. Okay, but okay. we make, we don't Girls make I miss you so much, our entire personality. You know, like we do miss right. you so That's much. That's a Slytherin thing. We will, <laughs> we, we no. will be devastated that you're not with us, but we don't make it a personality. We don't, we don't build our I lives like around that one thing. thing. Because mm-hmm. I am Rachel, one thirsty no. bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what she's saying. Rachel, Rachel, who, what character were, did we have that whole conversation about how uh, they can fuck off to the other side of the world? And then as soon as you remind them that somebody misses them, they're like, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> Abed. The, was it Abed? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. Okay, because I remember having a conversation. Left. I don't remember. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, We're, yeah. So we. <laughs> I never watched it. Community. <laughs> no, I never, I never watched Community, but, um, so I have but no. No, it's exact. It's yeah, no, because that's what I was trying to differentiate between Ravenclaws and Slytherins, because Slytherin's personality is very much like get the fuck back here. Like my 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 motivations are around keeping you near me and also keeping myself ha- like you know. It's a very like weird balance, but yeah, Ravenclaws are like uh, the system first and the truth first, so they can go fuck off from other people. And it's not that they don't care about other people; it's just that they're off doing their thing, being immovable. And then somebody's like, "Hey, you got a person back home that really cares about you," and they're like, "Oh yeah, I should go visit." <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, because like, like all of that 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 pain and all of that missing, because like with, with Meg, I constantly feel her absence. Like it's always with me Aww. that she's not <laughs> with me <laughs> next to me, but it, it's it's something that I know that it's not something that we can easily resolve. We can't so just hop you, on a plane. That is why I'm the one who drunk texts you. I, um, so I like, text why you Why don't plenty. you just come live? No, I'm saying. Oh, with I the, drunk come text live in you. Yeah, come move into my basement. Come live with me. Um, and you're just and, like, and I reply I logically. Where are we going to put my husband and child and my cats? And that's always think about, the exchange. I don't. But I don't think like about I said, that. I think about Meg often, and I think about how much I miss her, and how much my world will be better if she were with me. But I don't build my whole personality around that mm-hmm. because Why that's not? not who I am. It's not because I don't love her. It's not because I don't love her. And because I wouldn't be thrilled to have her sitting on a couch next to me recording this right now. But because that's not the way that the world works. 
and I know that and I can be fine with it and have that dual um, being okay with it and also missing her. So I feel like like that's um, like that was what, what had me torn about CV at 8.12 p.m. before we record <laughs> is that I know that, you know, when um, in season one, when it looked like the roses were about to move away and, you know, she was like, I can't follow you to New York. Like, that's that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. It's not because she didn't want to go with David. It's because logically it didn't make sense to her. It didn't make sense to her system and to her her logic. Um, and why at the end... <laughs> and, and, and why at the end of the series, when, you know, she she and David are sitting outside of the cottage that Patrick had, had put down an offer on, she's like, dude, you won. So she she's like... Logically, it doesn't make sense for you to throw all of this away for New York. You've already gotten everything that you wanted. So this is what what you wanted. Why would you throw that over for some idealized version of a place where you don't like being there and you don't like the people who are there? Yep, exactly. Yeah, and and if if David had insisted and been like, no, I'm moving to New York, she would have been like, okay, bye. Yep. Go be stupid. Yeah, I feel like Carla. I don't like. Carla said a lot of nice things, but I don't like this. But I feel like um, <laughs> I can tell that you listened to a lot of Sob Pod before this because I think the fact <laughs> that you were swayed to Stevie Gryffindor because of daddy issues really makes me. I can tell that you've been listening to us describe Gryffindors. because I feel like that really main that was really in your head. That was that was like. That took up so much space in my room, like in my room, got, in my in my head. I felt that man. Yes. We haven't seen a Gryffindor in a while now. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. We had we've had two Ravenclaws the past two episodes per episode. It's crazy. It's bananas. Shall we that's revisit like Shit's Creek? Because I'll tell you who's a Gryffindor in Shit's Creek. Um, I know who's a Gryffindor. David, <laughs> right? We can revisit what? anytime you want, and I want to be on so I can no, be wrong about David things again, and you can oh bring me back. Okay, so just. <laughs> Just to recap, Alexis is a Slytherin, David is a Hufflepuff, Stevie and uh, Patrick are Ravenclaws. Yeah. I mean, you guys are right for 50% of it. That's cool. mm-hmm. Carla's with us for 75% some, of it. Some might argue that I am right for 50%. No, I have reluctantly and very quietly accepted I was pretty sure the, that we got David you as David Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff thing, even though the word Hufflepuff makes me want to throw no, up in my mouth. No, you got you me did for get David. A, we did get you, you for David Hufflepuff. You did yes. get me for David Hufflepuff. You probably yes. could have gotten me for Stevie Ravenclaw if I hadn't gone to the bathroom and no. grabbed a beer <laughs> in the middle of you guys just discussing it. I just feel like she's so, and this is God. This is going to sound like such a dick thing. Yeah, because you Ravenclaws. hate Ravenclaw, not us. You, it's you. <laughs> wow, the dissolution of a pr- of a friendship is going to take place she, tonight. I don't know. I, Ravenclaws. I, I don't. I don't want to like. What do you have to say about Ravenclaws, Meg? Just lay, lay it all out there. I want to hear this. She said, go, I just feel like she is more <laughs> openly vulnerable with people she cares about than a lot of Ravenclaws are. Wow. I don't know. My husband's... Want, oh, my God, please. So sensitive all the time. I said more than <laughs> a lot of Ravenclaws so and vulnerable. Carla. I did not say Too much she's sometimes. more openly vulnerable with so-and-so than Carla is with me. This is a this is a Ravenclaw Gryffindor. Yeah. 
I know. How do we just openly yeah. vulnerable this, with like all five of our listeners? You guys are watching. So I'm really so care about that. that. This was your second. <laughs> This is this is a Ravenclaw Gryffindor Barb, relationship. Barb, we love you, Haley. We love you. Yes, it is constantly <laughs> weekly. Is. I, you um, can listen Meg to clearly, it. Meg Hilarious. clearly hasn't listened to our episodes because I think every Ravenclaw we've talked about has been extremely no, vulnerable. I have, I have absolutely listened to. Them. I'm, I'm not doing a very good job of wording my thoughts and making them work together. But again, Meg's like Carla. You don't say I love you enough, and it's bothering me. Carla, so you you Carla, you may feel me next to you, but you don't tell me that you want me next to you. Um, considering how often I text you, I miss you. Yeah, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. What did I do to, to deserve your friendship? I don't See, know how the stars aligned like, to put us in each other's. No, but, in each other's but part of me feels years. like you're texting. She's what doing did it again. I do to deserve your friendship. Oh my god! I just want to point out that this is a direct reversal of the breakdown that I had earlier. No, I'm just being drunk and silly now. It's also a direct reversal of when I I got hung up on one thing Lauren said earlier and completely couldn't let it go either. With the seeking validation from me, like I just couldn't let it go. You can't let this go. We're in the same house. Gryffindor is Gryffindor. Gryffindor is Gryffindor. Yeah, they're just Gryffindoring around here. <laughs> literally gonna pull what a am I gonna get pissed about right now? Let me see what I internalize. What single phrase am I and gonna say? And then she's say? gonna text me and go, "I was mad at you about this, but I've decided to forgive you. You're welcome." <laughs> so no, <laughs> you're not gonna get that text this time. I confronted you here. It's gonna get the other two fighting, and I can just sit back and watch and laugh. <laughs> She's going to text me like, no way. Carla really thinks we hate her, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I know you guys don't. Or at least I know Rachel doesn't. Lauren, I'm not I'm sure about you better. Next year you're like, I think I pissed Meg off. I really do. Wow. I was really pissed off in this episode. Like, so much. I got up and I stormed out twice. Yeah. I miss you having get to go pee and, and get a go to beer. The go to the bathroom. You did. <laughs> to get more drinks. <laughs> and we love Ravenclaws. It's our new tagline. <laughs> sort of brilliant podcast. Ravenclaws welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're going to make our profile blue for like a month. It's going to be Ravenclaw month. All right. Now that we're fully in agreement and you guys completely agree with us and told us how right we were and you've seen the error of your ways. If you count both boobs, you guys have 100% agreement because I... I agree with you guys for David as a Hufflepuff, and Carla agrees for Stevie as a Ravenclaw. So together, you have full agreement. I will take it. Um, I ended up agreeing on everything. Yeah, you agree that David is a Hufflepuff? Yes, I've said that like no, five times now. No. Maybe you were just so <laughs> salty, you drunk, Meg. Meg's like, no, no, I'm the stubborn one. That's not Maybe. what a Ravenclaw. Is. No, I'm sorry, you've just been so salty. I, I I'm very salty about agreeing because I I. The word Hufflepuff, again, just <laughs> makes me itchy. Like, I have fleas, but I've never experienced fleas. My I don't know what that feels like, but I'm guessing that's what it feels like. I just Maybe think she doesn't allergies. like the word. I think she doesn't like it. I outside. don't. <laughs> I don't. It's just misophonia, specifically about the word Hufflepuff. All right. Fair. But anyway, fair. Saying it. as you were, 
But since we were all right and all correct, and we all agree on everything now, and it's so great. Because yes. our personal friend Jensen Ackles Why calls don't? Them. They are Huffle Tufts. They're Huffle Tufts. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys tell us where we can find you? What are your projects? What's going on? Tell us all about you. Gladly, Meg and I host together this podcast called Bed, Wet, or Behead. And in it, you can hear us be very, very judgy about <laughs> characters. We take a trio, a trio, a trio of characters each week, and we decide who gets a ring, a fling, or a murder. And ah! we talk about and what we like scream. or don't about each. Yes, what we like or don't about each character. And you can find us on anywhere that you get a podcast of quality and class. <laughs> and uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we are at bedwetbeheadpod. On Instagram, we are bed at bed.wet.behead.pod. And on Facebook, just look for Bed Wet or Bed Podcast. And we shall reveal ourselves to you. Not in a sexy <laughs> yes. way, just in a we, we're there we, way. I mean, we're two besties who get drunk and play Fuck, Mary Kill with fiction. Who doesn't want to hear that? What's, what's not to like? And we'll play with characters we love and characters we absolutely hate. Or characters <laughs> we don't know at all. We'll just we do it wiki, all. We, we do just it all. wiki search them. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Decide their face based on what you put on Wikipedia. <laughs> also, if you want to check out my photography, my website is carlatemis.com. That's C A R L A T E M I S dot com. Dot com. Wow. I love how you That do sounded like a whole way. ass, real ass advertisement. That was crazy. You put on like a real voice, like a announcer voice. Thank you, Rachel. Impressive. I am here to sound professional. Occasionally, <gasps> if you wanna, but if not you I was waiting for the PBS. Like, thanks if, for supporting I know. I'm <laughs> if you And also, if you want to hear Carla as uh, basically a co-host, uh, you can listen to her on It's a Fandom Thing. Yes, I appear <laughs> in many episodes, as does Meg, as a matter of fact. Very nice. Well, we'll be checking all that out. Yes. Yeah, so uh, next two weeks from now is a shit sorting episode where uh, have been convinced by Illy and Haley to to uh, watch two episodes of nine one one. So we're gonna do that. Um, Rachel and I have been purposely avoiding the show. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sad. Oh my gosh, well you get to listen to it. You should have you, you should have be... recorded this part like once we were off because Meg's gonna cry. Okay, gonna well cry we're gonna really be seeing Meg again in November days. to talk about Doctor Who. Um, we're also gonna be seeing uh, Rachel's husband George and Meg's husband Marty. And Carla won't be here because she hasn't seen Doctor Who, but she'll be here in spirit. <laughs> You should just sign out for this so then we can talk. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Thank you all Have for nice listening. Good morning. Hope you enjoyed the Thank shit show. You. Love ya. Come back soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye.